What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar with the great Hello Sport. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Punters and Dribblers on Facebook. Brought to you by the crispest, easiest drinking lager in the world. The best beer ever made. Go and give her a crack, guys. It's a beautiful beer. Go down your local independent bottle. Also, Friday, Beer Soon shirts will stop being sold this Friday. Anyone that has already ordered Beer Soon shirts, if you haven't been sent them, don't stress. Don't stress. Friday, Beer Soon shirts will stop being sold this Friday. Anyone that has already ordered Beer Soon shirts, if you haven't been sent them, don't stress. Don't stress that at all. We just had way more orders than we expected. Way more orders. And I didn't want to uh, have a cutoff uh, for an amount because then they would sell out like the jumpers. So I was like, you know what we'll do is we'll make sure that everyone can order them until Friday. Uh, and then they'll get them sent out. So don't stress if you haven't ordered, uh, it hasn't arrived yet. I know a lot of people have already got theirs, but if you haven't got it yet, do not stress, it is coming. I uh, just wanted to make it so it didn't sell out like the jumper sold out. And also, there is a pre-dribble, uh, there's just us talking nonsense before the episode actually starts, for about, I'd say, 13 and a half minutes. So if you want to miss the nonsense chat about nonsense, uh, Go to about the 13-minute mark, but as usual, let's get straight into it, baby! Just a bloke in a bar. Who do you reckon is, like, the biggest pap in Australia? You know what I mean? Like, the like, most paps. Like, well, no, no, so, like, Nightcrawler, the main actor in that, Jake Gyllenhaal in fucking um, Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You know, he's, like, the, the craziest fucking photographer. Yeah. Do you reckon there's, like, you know, every kind of, every profession has, like, a, a community. And there's like people that are like gods. Yeah, so the who's community. the Joey of the past? Yeah, who's the Joey there of the past? There are those fucking going yeah, around. Because you would do like anything. All those, but I mean, I think there's actually like a much more harmonious relationship between some of these celebrities and paps than you would even realize. Like, I get shocked when you're like, it leaks and it's like, you see these messages from like, I think they do. Former Big Brother contestants and shit, or like maths contestants, and they're like, "Oi, we're going to be here at the airport today." Like, come but on. But they're not celebrities, bro. Well, no, that's they're like, they're like, I'm talking about like the big celebrities. Celebrity. I think have a relationship to a degree where it's like, we'll give you some information so you can get your shots and leave us the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like Thor would be constantly fucking hounded, surely. Surely, he's he's he'd be papped most. Can I? Can, I, can I say impressive. something about Thor? You see that photo of him? Fucking, yes. That's the most staged photo of all time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was, that was not a pure celebration. That wasn't, that wasn't, that pure wasn't celebrations natural. are ugly. They're not good looking like that. No, he's gone, all right, yeah, let me go. And, he's, and that, to me, takes away from the moment. Everyone sees that and they go... Oh, was sta- as soon as I saw that, that was staged. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, no one loves Thor more than it. me. It's a, bit of, it's a bit of the rock, yeah. Where that it's a bit moment like that. is a bit of the rock. Very American, not very Australian, that kind of stuff. No, and he's Australian, and, and he's muscly. So I'm like, we, we get you muscly. But do bro. you think he has too many yes men around him? Because I feel like an Aussie, a real true blue Aussie bloke, would have at least said, that doesn't look real, have yeah. another crack. Yeah, well, look, that maybe it was the family around him. Mm. and they're People like, would give him shit. He'd have mates that would give him shit about that. You'd hope Surely. so. But he you'd would, hope he wouldn't be too sensitive. But I just thought it was too symmetrical. No one really comes up symmetrical on a... Like that. <sighs> and then also to get the angle perfectly to hit one bicep, hit that bicep, yes. and then got the screen and him screaming. There, I guarantee you there's like a thousand shots that weren't used of that. It was a good shot though. It was a great shot. It's Don't done its wrong. fucking job, that's for sure. Well, now it's a meme template. But... Do you reckon like there was any girl that saw that and then thought about all the times her partner celebrated in the lounge room and gone. Just I mean, quickly, just quietly it. by themselves. I went, guarantee Ugh. if Steph saw that, she'd fucking, she would have thought that way about me because she's obsessed with him and she's seen me celebrate and they don't look the same. Do you reckon Thor's hammer was also going, oh, in his pants? Well, I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're going that hard, 
there's no doubt it would have to have Pun moved. intended or well, not? It, well, that's, no, it wasn't intended okay. actually. But it would have to have just even just wiggled. It would have been, there would have been movement. Yeah. I don't think the Thor's hammer wiggles though. It either swings or doesn't move. Well, I just mean if it's completely flaccid. And he but goes early like, in the going, I think yeah. it wiggles. Because it's got to like wiggle. It's got to wiggle you before know, like when it you swings. You blow up a long balloon, it starts by going like. <laughs> and then it swings. And then it's. Yeah. So, but do you think it ever just wiggles? That's a good question. Oh, I think in certain circumstances, <laughs> it may well yeah. just wiggle. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if it's happy. Uh, like, to the end of a long night. Like a happy little dog. Like tail. a giggle, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> long night on the tools. Yeah. <laughs> may, will, sure may will. As it's coming down, maybe like. <laughs> you know what like I mean? A, like a dead body that's. Uh, yeah. Well, after, a, after, after, a, after, after a job's go, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after job's done. And it's just sort of like coming back down to size. I think so. And it just sort just of like a, yeah, couple of Twitch more than a wiggle, maybe. Wiggle more premeditated. Mm. <laughs> Had that. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that clears. Um, is, right. is this recording? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let us know in the comment section. Not a bad thing about wiggling. Was that photo staged or not staged? And do you believe that it could have been more authentic as a true Aussie supporter? I just felt like it was too symmetrical. Sometimes I feel like celebrating for your team, you shouldn't be pretty in any circumstance. It's just got to be. It's got to be real, honest, and true, and natural. And it wasn't, which means that he's not as big a fan as he wants to be. Because he's gone. Oh, dude, let's get one of me celebrating. Like, I know you're a big Bulldogs fan, Western Bulldogs, AFL. Who cares? But like, yeah, that's but not real. If be you, real. If you're a real fan, and you fucking love your club, you die for your club. The last thing on your mind during a win is. Get a fucking get a photo. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you think that it, it, maybe he's just so photogenic that it looks staged? He might be. He may. Well, that, I'm, I'm prepared yeah. to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's very attractive <laughs> and he's very charismatic, very marketable, great voice. He's great got bot. the best voice in the game. Mm. If anyone is going to be able to be that photogenic in the moment, it's him. That is true. And I feel like he's earned the right, even if it was a bit of a, a wall pull, like let's say he was staging or he wasn't. I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt that we say it doesn't matter. I'd agree with I'd that. I'd agree with that. I'd go with that. But just I think out of respect worth. to his voice alone. Yeah. Yes. And his hammer. And his hammer and his body, which is definitely natural. I think it's worth just giving him that. Have to. Have to. But we didn't... I don't know. I feel like that little definitely natural dig didn't need to happen. What do you mean? Well, it was just like a little dig that didn't need to happen. We were, wrapping him, we were wrapping him up. I am wrapping We had his balls. Dude, we were wrapping him, him up. He's a fucking And then you specimen. flicked it. We were wrapping it. You gave it a little flick and then you wrapped it. Do you I reckon feel that was like, a flick? I, feel, I was saying he's natural. No, no, what I, are you saying? No, I feel like there was a little bit of a passive aggressive dig there that didn't saying? need to happen. You're you. I mean, you're, you've fucked up. I don't know. I mean, you've so are you accusing me of something? No, or? I'm saying. I mean, like, is everyone is it, on steroids these days, or we, what? Have I triggered you? I'm just. I'm, I was saying he's a fucking natural specimen. Is it because you have maybe anger issues because you're on the test because you tried to fight an ibis, <laughs> ibis today? I did try fight and an, lost and lost the fight. I did lose to an ibis in the park, but they're testy fuckers though. They are, and they were attacking <laughs> kids in the park, and I felt like someone's got to stand up. Did to you feel like Thor ibis. in that situation? Listen. You said it was stealing food out of It was, Evie's but it cramp. bit another baby before. It bit fucking bread oh, out so of the baby's mouth. Oh, so it was a problem. This ibis was a problem. And then <laughs> I saw it. I was already like fucking eyeing this ibis off. I'm like, listen, bro, what are you doing? But was was there a, an understanding in the park amongst the other parents that 
big Tommy Burns <laughs> no, I'd, to, I'd gone to the bathroom to deal with the issue. I'd gone to the I'd gone to the bathroom and uh, like my, a nod. My old man was looking. <laughs> he looked after around. Evie. And I'd already I'd already tried to like fucking scare this. it off as it bit the baby, and then I went to the bathroom. I came back and I see it hooking into our pram, trying to eat uh, Evie's food. At which point I'm like. Enough's enough, bruh. <laughs> enough's enough. You've had the run of this park for too long and you got no fucking respect. So I've lunged at him. We had to, and I didn't realise that there was a fucking tree branch right there and I've just gone bang and crunched my head. And so you went to headbutt it? No. The, I, was, I went to, like, so the pram's under the tree. I've gone to run at the fucking ibis, which yeah. is in the pram. And you've got, you've and got I've it got all got wrong. Branch. I got it all wrong, didn't see the branch, yep. cracked my head. Ibis didn't even fly away, just walked off. Like, so I didn't even red. scare it. You saw red, didn't see the branch. Didn't see the branch, and uh, uh, now my head's Roid rage? Look, if anyone's got any roids, I'll certainly <laughs> consider it, as I'm now shredding weight. It is about bulking back so up. So you lost by technical knockout? Is that how you see it? I mean, I don't even know if I got to the ring. Like, I fucking... <laughs> I didn't even get to dance with this thing. It just, like, you're I just, just smacked my head a on a violent branch. man. Like, the amount, like, I go through my life just not getting in fights or near fights, whereas I feel like weekly... There's some I, kind let's of. Let's be honest. Kerfuffle. I haven't fought anyone. I haven't fought anyone. But you're always angling. Yeah, you? that's true. I'm you definitely know, not. Take one step closer, spacer man. Yep. I'm gonna fucking drill ya. Yep. you. If you got your hands on the ibis, I mean, if geez, I got that would have been a sight. <laughs> imagine Tom ripping an ibis's head off. Imagine in the park. me getting arrested for like I can killing it. a bird in a park. You well, well the, I think ibis are ibis is native. You'd have bloody. No, they're not native. You'd have wires on your hands. They're introduced. I don't think so. Yeah, they're introduced, Matt. The, the, I think I think this is true as well of the ibis mm. that <laughs> they have not always been bin chickens. No, they, they used to flew be in. They they're like native to wetlands and shit, yeah. and they flew into the city when there was a drought and never left. Yeah, and I'm sure they still have like family, but in not the that long ago. Mm. But they fucking suck. where are they from? Wetlands. <laughs> See, I thought they were interesting. The Australian white ibis is a native Australian bird and is protected under the state wildlife legislation. There you oh, go. Joe, you so have wires on your door. So bro. you were right. So I, yeah, I gave him a, Actually, I gave him a no, pounding. Uh, we owe you, well, I owe you an apology. I don't know if you want to jump in on this apology. Everyone owes me an apology. <laughs> Uh, last week, Kickout did start on the bench. I know. And the I week before. But I didn't argue that. So I, I feel like you did jump in my... Yeah. I didn't say anything. No, you did. <laughs> Everyone we, owes me We're going to have to check that. I want to I want to check the video ref. Or did Kickout not start? No. Kate Well came... So Kate Well and Kickout started. Okay. I don't know why the fuck I thought that... Um, and then right. Kate Well came oh, off. Sorry. I just want to apologise to everyone. No, you it's know. fine. No. Hey. So that was the one line that... Tom put in the show notes. He was expecting an apology later in the show. Yeah, so just yeah, but like so I'm a good bloke, so I don't need to get prompted by that because I'm I'm not like well, you that I try to fight people. I admit when I'm wrong. I don't try to fight anyone. I don't do passive aggressive digs to famous people that we all you know worship. Were I don't you, do that. Were you talking about passive aggressive digs? I, I said he is fucking natural, which he is, as far as we know. Let us know in the comments section if you thought that was a little slight dig. No, let us know in the comments if you think Thor's uh, natural. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. Wow. I'll tell you what. I think he is, for the record. Hemsworth, I got your back, bro. Same. I got Same. your back. You pimp well, me back. Well, you don't. Know, I do. <laughs> You're a dog. You're a dog. He's fucking an Australian he's hero. He's a legend, dude. I actually really like him. And his wow. voice. We didn't say it. You are a dog. I mean, his voice is delicious. His voice oh, is next level. It it's is delicious. fucking yeah. next level. I mean, to think, like, what pisses me off, it doesn't piss me off because I'm a fan, but he's Got everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what part of him isn't elite? I don't. Well, know. look. Maybe he's if got you peel feet. back enough layers, <laughs> yeah, you'll find it. You'll find no one's perfect, Dan. 
<laughs> maybe he's got maybe he's got web feet. I tell you who would look for it. <laughs> he's got web I don't know. Toes. He could. <laughs> I've never seen his feet. Maybe he's hiding them. They, wouldn't he play Aquaman? Might have three nipples. No, because he wouldn't play into that. He'd be like, oh Jesus. Christ. Oh, it's an insecurity. <laughs> well, because web feet, despite the fact it sounds like you might be amphibious. They actually just kind of look like your toes don't split until like just at the top. You know, you it doesn't really aid in the swimming. I wouldn't have thought. Maybe slightly. Well, I, I, I don't. Slightly. I don't think it'd hurt. It wouldn't hurt, but you're not winning Olympic golds at the back of the fact that your toes are actually like that long. Well, that's an interesting. That's an interesting point you raise. I don't. I can't off the top of the dome think of any Olympic Olympic champions with web feet. Web feet. Not known anyway. Not known, but it does kind of mimic the shape of a flipper, though. Definitely. Nah, but the flipper's got a greater surface area. It comes off the back yeah. of the foot. That's oh, why I, I thought Pedo was so devastating because <laughs> he's got size 17. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you just got webbed toes, I'm telling you, I just imagine that, like, my fingers don't have a slit in them up until, like, just here, and that's webbed feet. Like, that's all it is. You'd it's have nothing to th- special. Oh, it just looks weird. It looks like a think, block. You'd have to think there's half a second in a webbed foot, though. Half a second? That's a lot of time in the pool, Eddie. Well, we don't know, though, so it might be true. It could be true. And also, he could have been thinking, you know, that the web feet doesn't necessarily match your description of a web foot. Exactly. But I'm just telling him because I've seen people with web feet before. It's not as cool. You as seem to be a out. web foot connoisseur. I've seen him because I was shocked. I was like, well, I had an <laughs> Who, understanding of yeah, the web you've foot. Seen, you've seen was, him. I've seen him in the flesh. Okay. Not cool. <laughs> Not like not you're bad. A hater, not, eh? You're yeah. like you're no, just, I'm you're just, just saying you're, not, you're not a fucking platypus, like, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck, it's not they like can't a, help. They got web feet. Now it's fucking not cool. Feet. You just said it's not cool. I'm just saying it doesn't help you swim. You're not going to win an Olympic medal because Holy of that. Holy, f- so we can't all be fucking good sorts like you. Like fuck me, dead. Well, I don't have web toes. <laughs> I don't have web Jesus. toes. Oh, you know what, web feet people? I got your back. Jordan, Jordan Maylada, the big uh, South player who went to Philly. Yeah. He has web feet. There yeah, you well, go. Fuck, there you go. Well, it's yeah, not, he's it's, not, it is cool. He's not swimming, He's way cool he? than us. He he's cool. definitely cool. He's on 80 million a year. Yeah, and I, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with his toes. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> Just a bloke in a bar. Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by the smoothest Christmas, easiest drinking lager in the history of mankind. Also, the Beer Soon shirt, which have been flying off the metaphorical shelves. Is it metaphorical or well, is it another literal word? if they're on a shelf? I don't know if they are on a shelf right I reckon now. they would have been on a shelf at, at some point. True, 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 true. So, they've been flying off a shelf that existed at one point in time. <laughs> the sale closes this Friday, guys. So, after Friday, you can no longer purchase the Beer Soon shirt. Hello, Sport, Bloke in a Bar collaboration, the first club. The start of something beautiful. Mm. So be there at ground zero. Be an early Apple investor, as we agreed uh, last week. Sales close this Friday. After that, you won't be able to buy. Go to bloke.shop. We have brown, we have white, we have black. Um, so make sure to do it before they are all gone or we no longer sell them. Also, uh, Bottolo's uh, in the spotlight. We have Irish Club Mount Isa, Reef Gateway, Early Beach. We have Belvedere Hotel, Woody Point, Hotel Canungra, Sundowner Saloon, Hull, Hagsley, uh, Central Tavern, Caloundra, Two Fives Cafe, Rosebury. That's just down the road. Porter's Roseville, uh, Hotel Pennant Hills, Porter's, Beecrot. I think that's Beecroft. Yeah, Beecroft. Maddie making errors, but we're used to that by now. Sack him. Uh, Lawson Sellers. So get down, uh, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. We also have a store locator on blokeinabar.com. Support the platform, guys. Grab a case. It's also a beautiful, beautiful beer. I have got the great Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom with me. You would already know that because you probably just heard 10 minutes of some very in-depth chat. How are you going, boys? 
Good. Fantastic. Finals footy. Finals oh, footy. How warm's the air? It's yeah. warm. It's Fuck fucking it's warm. It was 25 degrees today. Yeah, I went for a run nearly killed me. The, the air is as warm as I'm it I'm lucky gets. to be. Yeah. yeah. You're, <laughs> no, still, a bit, you're still a bit flush in the face. Oh, fair dinkum. I'm lucky to be here. You fought through it for finals. Oh, I had to. <laughs> fought through it for finals. Were you just thinking manly storm? I just get to Friday, mate. Just push. Yeah. Wow. Push uh, to Friday. It, there is a smell in the air. There is a feeling. There is a, a density to the air, you could say, or yeah. even a... There is a, even just a feeling... Between everyone, that something big's about to happen, boys. It's Energy, just, there's vibe. There's something. There. Oh, there's a lot of vibe. The air, yeah, the air does become more dense. Mm. Yeah, and also like as it gets warmer, then you know, like oh, daylight savings also just around the corner. Close. And it's just and then are it's you daylight like, savings fan? The humongous daylight savings okay. fan. That doesn't sound like you are. You hate well, light. Well, I was from uh, Queensland. But what? But can you explain this to us? Because down here we don't get it. I don't get it. Either. You seem to be obsessed in Queensland about oh, let's fucking get up at three o'clock and milk some cows. Like you, you don't, don't need work. light there. You, don't, you, you need the... it after work. Yeah, we just like to work ripping ripping tear. Really, that's I think that. Have is you ever the... got up at three o'clock and milked a cow? Um, yeah, on the farm. I grew up on a farm, as you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty yeah. of times. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because right. that's the only excuse over here. Like, oh, we need to get up early and get a, milk it. Just doesn't, I, don't, I don't actually understand what Queenslanders have against an extra hour of sunlight at the end of the day. Because they want it in the morning. Why? They want to get up and milk cows. I and think we're obsessed with the idea of hard workers. Fucking we're hard workers. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you we're know, just you hard workers. We work hard no matter what the light of the day. No, we work hard like normally, and then we ask for more to work harder. The percentage of Queenslanders that get up at three o'clock would be so small, almost non-existent. And the amount of Queenslanders that are, are awake, presumably. <laughs> At 7 p.m. Mm. would be fucking 99% of you. Do you know what's nice? So wouldn't it be nice to use that hour then? Roll down to a, a, a nice establishment on a warm summer's afternoon and sit on a balcony somewhere in a beer garden and sink piss in the sun. Till 8 o'clock. Until mm. 8 o'clock. 8.30 when it's, when it's really getting into Whoa, its work. Oh, when it's working. There's a couple of, there's like a week or so of 8.30 where you're like, oh, this is fucking unbeatable. I've finished a, a round of golf, no shit. Height of summer in Dubbo at 10 to 9. <laughs> And I could still see my putt drop. <laughs> look, uh, look. To that's be honest, not a fucking lie either. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Why wouldn't you want that? Are you telling me look, that that's not attractive I'm, to you? I'm not on the committee that makes these decisions. I don't think we've spoken about it. I'm a just state. asking you, as a Queenslander, hmm. what the fuck's it about? Honestly, is it an? Is it a? We don't want to do what New South Wales and yeah. the rest of the country does. We're intimidated Western by our bigger brother. Yeah, no, I, it, it might just be a fuck you, just yeah. to everyone. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just a fuck. It's a general general. Cut fuck off your you. nose to spite your face. Yeah, sort of and that's thing. that's how we're built up there. Is it smart? Maybe not. But does it get victories and W's in Origin? No. Yes, it does. No. Um, it doesn't, doesn't. They've ran polls, and majority of people outside of Southeast Queensland don't want daylight savings. That is, that's bizarre. And I don't they, know. They put the reasons down to cows giving less milk. Uh, are they just Are they just interviewing Fucking cows <laughs> They must interview farmers How many fucking Dairy farmers are there In Queensland Not um, in Townsville no, None in Townsville We know that <laughs> Yeah it, actually, Is that the, the reason, only reason The reasons they give Are actually pretty bad They've given three reasons One f- Fading curtains Two Cows giving less milk And three uh, Kids getting out of school To walk home Fade, Fading curtains Doesn't make sense Because the curtain Will be in the sun For the same amount no, of no, time No 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 t- 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 the, the, the amount of that sunlight In any given day Doesn't is, change It's when it, It's the time In which the sun Is around <laughs> Unless, you, unless you take it up Directly with the sun I don't think That's going to change 
you know, like, is there, a, there must be a belief in Queensland that daylight savings actually gives you an extra hour of sunlight in a 24 well, hour period. St- studies have been done. It's in, in, inconclusive. I think that's what's going on. That's it's, what I, it, if the fading curtains won. Yeah. Queenslanders think that they're actually getting a, an extra hour of sun. Like, and also, nah, what fuck you, it. We but don't hang on. It. But then they're like, oh, the cows don't give as much milk. How do they know what time it is? The cows don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. Surely this is a joke. They're not cows. Aren't, the cows aren't like, oh, fucking someone's moved the clock hand forward. Actually, you know what? This is funny. The, the, the website I'm on, it says That's fading. Be a joke. Yeah, it says fading curtains. Many rural and urban families tend to close the curtains. Blah blah blah. And the title is proof that Queenslanders daylight savings issues. And then at the end in italics, it says this may actually not be the case. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a real do your own research. Honestly, I've that. never. It's never really been something that. You know, I've I've thought deeply about, but I we will live for it, Dan. Look, yeah. I, look I've, I'll take your points on board, and I'll think about it, and then I'll come back to you as to whether it's the right or wrong decision. You but take it up. You take it back to Queensland. I'll take it back to Queensland, and I'll speak to them, and I'll I'll just get their feeling on it, their vibe on yeah. it, and then I'll bring back maybe their proposal as to what it we also, can do. How many times do you reckon <clears throat> we would say to each other, "Fucking daylight savings is closed. Oh, it's closing oh, in." Yeah. Not well, long till daylight savings. It's or about five weeks for daylight year. savings. We're yeah. about four weeks for daylight savings. And then Three fuck days. daylight savings ending soon. Is it the yeah. beer drink is Christmas? Because like it's you get that extra nice beautiful it's, afternoon it's beer. It's that, but it's everything. Daylight savings. Everything is the best. You can be on the beach at seven, eight o'clock. It's just like why the fuck wouldn't you want to do that? If you knock off work at four o'clock, you got four and a half glorious. That's hours. it as well. At the end of the day, mm. when you knock off from work, you have so maybe much maybe Queenslanders are night people. I don't so think they don't, so. They want they want to finish work and then it be night quicker. I'm a bit of a night person, if I'm being honest. I think I'm a night person. You're a night person. I'm not an early morning person. But I've you never can enjoyed that. Still have the night. <laughs> the night's still going to be there. Mm. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is that you if you're going to bed at eight or nine, and do you if, go to bed at eight or nine? No, I'm not saying I do. Right. I'm just saying that could be a potential possibility. How many people go to bed at eight o'clock? Plenty of people. People get up and milk cows at three in the morning. Well, just you know what, keep doing that. <laughs> The only thing is, it's a it's a ball ache for the rest of the country when we got to deal with Queensland. It's like, oh wait, what time is it up there? Oh, uh, okay, fuck, mate. It was always the biggest pain in the ass in radio. It was the fucking worst. It was like, oh, this show's starting now, but or then you got to send the show up like once it's finished to Queensland. It's like, you know what, Queensland, fuck off. We're not doing it. You used to work in radio, briefly. <laughs> so you would actually be part of their media. Would you consider yourself a part of that? Crowd. A media identity? Yeah. Personality, I think, is what you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, technically I wouldn't because I wasn't on the air and I feel like that's reserved for... You were on the air? I used to hear you. <clears throat> no, I wasn't. Like, like producer Tom fucking... Well, that's and you'd, like, <laughs> fucking, yeah. and he'd say like one word. Yeah, you were Matty the like, Waterboy. You uh, were the Matty the Waterboy. Yeah, you were. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I was. Tommy the yeah. fucking Waterboy. So maybe Matty will be up here one day. Dude, Speaking. dream big, dude. Dream big. One day you can be up here talking about Thor's cock. Who knows? <laughs> um, now, on to the first segment, Turbo's hamstrings, uh, which is obviously a very important segment. Daily Telegraph report. The healing educator who repaired Tom Travoy's hamstring, Kevin Farrow, and obviously you would know him due to the fact that it's actually your hamstring. Kevin Farrow, who specialises in bioelectrical methods to repair injuries, has claimed he could play until he's 40. It would depend on him, and it's different for different people, but it would be it's easy to get him to play until he's 40. Last year when he got an injury, for some reason, unbeknown to me, the club sent him down to Melbourne for treatment. When he got the injury this year, he just rang me and said, fix me. We kept him playing, and he came back every week until they got stuck in Queensland. He's also played a role in getting Benjamin Marshall and Mitchell Pearce 
ready for finals footy. His stats on the weekend, or stats for the year, sorry. Turbo has scored five hat-tricks in the past eight games. Last time someone scored five hat-tricks in an entire season was 1954. 15 games, 25 tries, that's 1.7 a game, 27 try assists, that's 1.8 a game, 105 tackle breaks, that's seven a game, 30 line breaks, that's two line breaks a game, and he's averaging 221 metres. Last week he had three tries, two try assists, 302 metres, 19 tackle breaks, six line breaks, one line break assist. 19 tackle breaks. There was also, just to add to those stats, and this will be as vague as I can give it, but Gus Gould on fucking 100% footy last night said that since they have been measuring players' stats and performances, whatever they use to measure it, his game on the weekend was the greatest, like the greatest stats any player's ever given Mm -hmm. since they've been taking it. The greatest performance in the history of man is basically what Phil was saying. Yeah, and he's not wrong. As actually, Phil also said that he's... So the year that Teddy won all the Dallium in that, Tom Travoyevich's average is 50% better than that year. Yeah. He also said in that stat that you said about uh, the metric they use, like their performance rating, he's got four of the top five performances of all, time. all time this season. Yeah, it's the greatest season of all time. Yeah. You've got Jared Hayne and absolutely Jared Hayne took him to grand final, but when you're talking just footy performances... Yeah. No one, no one's come close to six line breaks, three hundred metres, two tries, six, three tries. Like, that's well, that's never been done before. Well, ever. as Tom and I were discussing on our podcast this week, the numbers don't lie. They don't. Numbers don't lie. No, they don't. People lie. People lie. Numbers mm. don't. Numbers are the beacon of truth and hope. Mm. And that's why Tom has had the greatest season of all time because the numbers say so. Now, question: If you are in charge of Dallium voting, right, mm. and you see that. Tom's missed out by a, a, a vote because he only played 15 games. <clears throat> to do what's right, mm. do you fudge one of the scores 100%. and just give it to him? Like, yeah. to do what's right so and noble? You, you know what would be good is if, if that does come to that, they should make a movie about it. And the, the, the high, intense pressure situation is him deciding whether he'll fudge the numbers for yeah. Tommy. <laughs> and it's just the, the end point is him just going... Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> no, it's like Inception, where like the, the top still spins. Oh, and you're like, did so he you, do it or did, did he, he fudge the numbers? Did he fudge did the numbers? And, like, and his missus is like, I'll leave you if you fudge the numbers. And <laughs> yeah, and he's like, she, she's like, actually family. Like, she's Nathan Cleary's sister or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. She's like, I'm pregnant. And, and then like, like the dad no. comes in. He's like, I didn't raise you to fudge numbers. And he's like, but i got to fudge, dad. i got to fudge. Have you been watching Tommy? To um, fudge or not do to we, fudge. I mean, where's Kevin sit, Kevin Farrow, in terms of like knighthoods, Eddie? In terms of what well, he's done I, for I actually wanted to the club. bring it to you and do you dispute what he has said? Because it was your hamstring. Look, I am technically wrapped up in an NDA. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot I can say. <laughs> but I can say this uh, remove, repaired with replaced. <laughs> Uh, and you get pretty close to the truth. Yeah, everything else is pretty much Look, everything else is. is pretty much spot on. I will say this. At 30 years of age, running as well as I'm running, <laughs> I can see my hammy's going to 40. <laughs> so he's not wrong there. No. Well, the, you're, only, you're only running one, one hamstring now. Anyway. Well, I, you're a medical I know. marvel. I am a medical marvel. <laughs> and getting to 40 mm. comfortably. But Kevin has played his role. There's no doubt about that. Now, mm. do you think Kevin Farrow is angling for Fabrice's position as the guru of the 
Footy players' Look, body. I mean, I think that there is. We don't want the famine mentality here. I think that you know, Rog is the king of cadence. Mm. Kevin Farrow is you know the hamstring maestro. Hamstring whisperer. The hamstring whisperer, exactly. The hammy whisperer. There's so room. There's room for both. I think that, like the Avengers, if I can go back to our friend uh, Thor here, what if this is like a fucking, you know. King of Cadence handles sprinting and then Kevin Farrow comes in and handles the hammy issues that maybe come out of it. Mm. We're starting to build a pretty... Fu- and then you get the, the coach whisperer in there with his snake oil. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, you can't focus on your cadence if you can't run. Mm. So you've got to get the hammies in the right, in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you've got a clean slate to work with, you hand it over to Rog and he, he gets the cadence right. Because, you know, running is all cadence. True. And, and high-end performance on the footy field... It starts and finishes with cadence. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. It really does. Um, <laughs> uh, Dispute it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I've, I, I, you've you've you fucking convinced me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is the. Okay, so we think of Hayne, we think of Barber 2012. I think. Great uh, cadence, both of them. We had Billy Slater 2017 was pretty good. Incredible cadence. Um, yeah, but you've got Turbo here. If Turbo doesn't make a grand final, in his entire career. No, no, this, this season. This year, right. Whereas Jared Hayne, like, knocked off the Dragons. Like, you know, they went all the way to the grand final and got beaten by an over-the-cap storm. Mm. So they probably should have won the comp. Mm. Can you say that it's the greatest individual performance of all time for a season when Jared Hayne took them to a grand final? Well, the numbers say it is, but the people won't remember it yeah. that way. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm. Like, I can admit that if he doesn't make a grand final, people won't remember this season as fondly as Hayne and Barber. They mm. just won't. But the numbers were. I reckon they'll remember it as fondly, more fondly than Barber's. I don't know why. I just feel like, even though Barber was hectic, <coughs> Barber but he did make a GF. Me, yeah, I know, but Barber to me didn't. Well, Barber didn't make the GF. Like they didn't make the GF off the back of Barber solely. That's true. That's they a had point. a good team yeah. as well. He was fucking. He ripped, but they had a good team as well. Whereas the singular performance, the singular is more performance like from Hay, and you're like, this, it was ridiculous. Fair enough. But. Tommy, as the stats suggest, a better footballer than Hayne in 09. But, I mean, Manly will make their own final, so it's not an issue, but... We'll win the comp. We'll win the comp. If we'll we, go one better. If they make the grand final, there's no, like, there's no doubt. There's not even a yeah. question this is the greatest season of all time. Imagine if he opinion. scores five tries in the final. <laughs> I'll, and I we're mean, down, and he's like, fucking give me this. Give well, me I'll the melt, nut. Eddie. I'll completely bang, melt. It'll be bang. the last you ever see of me. Just buries 17 blows. How fit is he? Like, like people, like, he is fucking constantly running the ball. But is that he's sort of it there. as well in terms of why the experts see it as better than Hayne? Because Hayne could go in and out of games, but he had the ability to basically just turn it on and make something happen, whereas Tommy's just doing tough carries as well as doing the hot boy shit. Yeah, well, but like, okay, a, a Hayne performance might be... You know, 180 metres, two, three tries, this, and a try. We're looking at six line breaks, three tries, two tries, this. Like, even when he was held quiet against the Storm, he got two tries, this, five tackle breaks, four line break assists, 155 metres. Like, you know what I mean? He had 19 tackle breaks. Like, like 19 tackle breaks. Like That's you, ridiculous. Like, and people like... absurd. It's it's absurd. And one of them, it was off one run, like nine tackle breaks. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Crazy, crazy. So 
What are your thoughts on? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you agree. Mick Ennis coming out, such an absurd. I mean, I loved it. I, I love it. He's like, he said, Mick Ennis. I uh, said, Tom Trevojevic is worth two hundred million if he could goal kick. Two hundred million. Uh, sorry, two million. If, two million. If, oh, two million if he could goal kick. If he could goal kick, two million. I was like, where do you get this random like? If he could goal kick, two million dollars. So but, basically, but he's is, putting the value of goal kicking at eight hundred thousand dollars for a player. Well, more like well, a more million. like nine hundred grand actually, well, or a million. Well, Tommy's heading into this this weird. Uh, I guess in like weird space where you could actually sign him for 1.5 because there any player is going to want to go and play with Tom Trevojevic for unders. Yeah. So it, like it's obviously two million is crazy, but I thought it was just funny that like there was these like could like things he would throw in kicking two million, but it is it is a good talking point. It yeah, will, I mean, Mick's basically implying you could be the worst footballer of all time, <laughs> but if you're a fucking good goal kicker, go. you're worth eight hundred thousand. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Look, I'd pay two million for Tommy. But, I mean, the, the salary cap does incrementally go up. Like, you wonder whether he's just... What would you pay if he could... So, last week, three tries, two tries assists, 302 metres, 19 tackle breaks, six line breaks, one line break assist. What would you pay for a bloke that averages that? Probably two, two million. Two million. There you go. Because, like, that's, so that's worth two halves. Right. That's, like, literally two halves. It's like a, 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 a um, fullback and a sixth stats. Like, if you put... If you put a fullback and a six sets together, they still wouldn't equal that. Think about it. Like yeah. a, a, some fullbacks, they might run 100 metres and then a six runs 50 metres. And then, you know, one, one scores two tries, the other one scores a try, one gives a try, like one try assist each. Still wouldn't equal Tom Javoyage's... What he's doing. What he's doing. It doesn't seem like <laughs> what he's doing is the... Uh, like the, th- the things he does and the way he does them, they don't seem like it's one of those ones where it's a shit-hot run of form that's like where there's some arsey stuff in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hayne was doing some arsey shit. Barb was doing some arsey shit. Some chip and chases, regathers mm. and stuff. We're like, this is almost like lightning in a bottle here mm. where they've just, they've just hit some fucking, you know, <clears throat> some level that they're just... These things are coming off. Whereas Tommy's kind of... Seems like it's off the back of just like good, hard, honest toil and doing shit really well all the time. It's getting the ball as much as he gets it. He gives himself an opportunity to impact the game. Yeah. Like even against the Cowboys, he was going out the back a lot for the first like 20, 30 minutes. And Cowboys were actually reading it relatively well in the sense they were just getting up and sliding. So that you'd make a lot of meters, but you wouldn't break the line. So Tommy goes, okay, he's uh, up and sliding. What I'll do is I'll start getting dropped off underneath. Starts getting dropped off underneath and just chops, like just tears the team apart. And so he... He, he is his footy IQ and his ability to constantly be on the ball and threatening every time he runs the ball is why he can impact the game so so often. Mm. Whereas, like as you said, a lot of these other players, like a Hayne, um, although his run is incredible, and I think you probably still because he made the grand final, he's remembered as one of the greatest seasons of all time. I still think this is technically, yes. but in the folklore of things, that grand final. So. Um, whereas Hayne, he wasn't doing fucking, you know, 30, like 25, six, 26 hit-ups or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was like, as you said, a moment happens and he makes that moment incredible and then he might chill for a bit, you know, come back into the game a little bit later. So, yeah, fuck, it's, it's incredible. What do you got, Matt? I just want to say in, like, terms of individual seasons and not re- really remembering it if your team doesn't go well, Andrew Johns in 2005 played 16 games. He only won eight games for the whole year. Ended up on 31 Dallium points. And came second in the Dally M, so Jonathan Thurston. And he played 16 games all year. And only won eight. That's crazy. That's crazy. And that's what it is, though, right? Like, if you don't, if, you, if you're not first, you're last. He played, I think, six or seven Ricky less Bobby. games than Thurston. He played what? Six games less than Thurston that year, who he lost well, by one point. That's why Joe is the greatest of all time. Sorry, Queenslanders. Um, but. Pure and simple. <laughs> numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. 
but like people remember the narrative and the yarn and the folklore, like you say. So he needs to go there and do a job in finals time, and that's what he hasn't done yet. He hasn't no, really had I an mean, opportunity. Like, he, he hasn't, hasn't had an opportunity. opportunity to. But that's why I'm so fucking goddamn excited for this weekend and for the preceding weeks to see him do it when it's all on the line. Like yeah. the excitement of seeing him do that sort of shit in a finals game will push me over the edge. Yes, <laughs> that'll <laughs> do me edge. in. Yeah. Um, so this like was. I'll need someone with a packer ready to rock. So what? this was Haynes' 2009 stats. 178 tackle busts. So he was averaging 6.8 per game. Tommy's averaging seven. He had 34 line breaks. Uh, Tom is averaging... Uh, Tom has 30, which is two line breaks a game, which if he was playing the whole season, that's that would have been about 50 line breaks. Um, he also had tri-assists. So uh, Jared Hayne had 19. Um, Tommy has 27. Line break assist, he has uh, 11. Tommy has like, um, oh, he doesn't have it there, but I think it's like 40 or something like that. Um, and I'm not sure tries, how many tries he had. But as you can see, statistically, oh, here we go. He had 14 tries, Jared Hayne, and Tommy has 25. So Ridiculous. statistically, it's actually not even close. No. It's actually no. not even close. I mean, some would argue Hayne spent half the year on the wing and then in six or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. So yeah, statistically, it's not even close. Was he on the wing that year? I think so. At the start of the year, he actually struggled for form. All of his stats came from the like the, the, the second half. Games, yeah, and he yeah just people went crazy. People would count the run when he took him from mm. fucking nowhere yeah. all the way to eighth and all the way to the grand final. Yeah, they were like fourteenth. Then Hayne just clicked into gear and he just went fucking boat. The thing that Hayne probably had. And he, not necessarily in his favour, because I can't even remember who the fuck they played, but like meeting the Storm in the finals as opposed to meeting him beforehand. Mm. I can't remember who else was even in that fucking Yeah, that's true, series. because you, you're probably going to get knocked out beforehand. Yeah. Hayne played the first four games at 5'8", the next four games at centre, and then went to fullback. Okay, centre. So it was not wing, it was centre in 5'8". Yeah, 5'8", five five eight, eight, yeah. Then he went to fullback. I knew that I knew that he started. So the first, what, 10 games were in the outside or the backs, not fullback? Eight, eight games. First eight games. And then the rest of the year was at fullback. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and in round eight, they were thirteenth, so he moved crazy. to fullback. But um, yeah, uh, statistically, it's really not even close, to be honest. No. Like statistic, like, like that that season though from Hayne is probably the closest thing we've had in an NRL season to like a Leicester City. You know, where you're like, there just doesn't seem like there's any fucking chance of that sort of a thing happening in the NRL. That's almost as close as we got. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It can't happen with Manly. I mean, I know it was only four games. Sure. So they were after eight games. They were thirteenth. Eight. So after four games, you were fucking second last. No, after we were eight last, games, last, last, last. But after games. eight games, Manly actually would have been about 11th or 12th. And they ended up fourth. So it's actually similar when you think about <laughs> now it. Now you say it, Denon. Um, but Don't yeah, forget, you, Parrot ended up at eighth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas we've got up to Manly fourth. has gone up to fourth. Does that maybe make last. it a better season? That he got us to the top four. Then some people would say, well, look at this, the players that de- like that. Um, Hayne brought along with him. Yeah, players that Hayne had, and look at the players. Like they've got DCE, you've got Four, and you've got, you know, Tapao. Mm. It's um, still all, it's still like. It's the comp, the comp is set up for finals. Mm. It is. No one gives a shit about the regular season. Yeah. Well, once you're in the finals, you certainly. Well, like, the, like minor premier. Everyone's like, Pfft. yeah. You know? Like, you reckon no I, I, I absolutely believe they need to give some. Way more of a reward for minor premiers. It should be more important, like, like than it, it is. It means it's nothing. No, Which, it was, is it a hundred grand they get? Or something? Hundred grand, like yeah. uh, <laughs> spread across a club. Well, that's like that's, that's also like that's like nothing. the least 
paid player in the team. I think it's less now. I think the minimum wage is like 115 or something. It should be like a million dollars. Wish it was. That'd be fucking. They should look into something more beneficial. Surely. Like, but I, I just don't know how you. More you prestige. You, ca- you can't do anything other than, like even money. If they gave him a lot of money, that actually helps the better clubs get better. Yeah. You know, it's a really hard. That's one. what I was thinking. Or like salary cap concessions, but yeah. that makes the better clubs better. Like, like imagine a, a storm with an extra million to spend on their programs and shit. Mm. <laughs> Fuck me. Don't need that. What, what do you got there? Oh, this is kind of going off topic, but uh, this won't be breaking news by tomorrow. But Pete Bedell is reporting that Paul Green has quit as Queensland Origin coach. What? He's quit. That didn't sound like a disappointed Queenslander. I'm just saying it. Oh, what? No. <coughs> oh, no. The, the no. Reckon, says, you know what? I reckon that's West. That means he's going to West Tigers probably. You reckon? Well, did, does it say in the report there? There's no report. It just says, Paul Green has quit his Queensland origin coach. QRL begins search for a new coach. More to come. The, it's Wayne, very Wayne. suspicious timing. Yeah, I reckon he's going to Does Tigers. Wayne just roll in? Yeah, fuck it. I'll do it for a year. But no, you know what? I reckon Wayne's smart enough to go, I had that folklore I don't want to ruin that yeah, legacy. That final one. Yeah, but like, if anyone can do it. Yeah. But that folklore was like what he did. It was pretty tight. So yeah. right off into the sunset after that and go, just when you thought it didn't have a big dick, I got a big dick. Yeah, it's, no, I got a, it didn't it's, go look, it's old and wrinkly now, baby, yeah. but don't worry. It's, it's shriveled a little bit, but it's still fucking It's yeah. still massive. Yeah, it's maybe it's snoozing a bit more during the daytime, but it's still here. Look, yeah. it loves a siesta. Yeah. So what? Yeah, this Who dick doesn't? Take, this dick takes naps. Might need a little fluff to get up, but Sue it me. gets up still. Yeah. Sue me. <laughs> So Paul Green's quote is, the QRL want to ensure they have certainty around the origin coach not wanting to pursue an NRL head coaching job. I could give them that in 2021, but I cannot guarantee that in the future. Yeah, he's got, I reckon he's going to Tigers. I reckon he can pretty much... I mean, you, you rec- can't bank on it, but if I was going to bet, I'd say Tigers. Do you reckon they go back to Billy Slater? Or do you reckon he's got the Billy shit? Billy and Cam Smith I, I, and all that I shit? I do know it seems... Or Billy and JT. Because uh, JT's already assistant. I do know it seems like that ex-playing group... Um, seem to be tight in that environment. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it seems like they converse a lot. They talk about it. Like and and so it would it would surprise me if if they are going to because Slater was offered the job initially. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so that it, if Slater gets the job, then you can pretty much guarantee Cameron Smith, Thurston. Um, Don't they say sometimes? And it's probably I know it's maybe different with Origin because you've got like the best of the best in there. But they say. Sometimes like great great players don't make great coaches. Like imagine you've got fucking Cam Smith telling you what to do, and it's like, listen, Cam, I'm sorry, I can't fucking have the ball on a string and just like you know but dazzle. They, and but they would make. I think they great make great man motivators, yeah. which is what an Origin coach is. Yes, that's well, you, where I'm like, like, you've got the best of the best. So maybe it's like Mal Meninga. Mal Meninga's a great. Like, yeah, and he was a fucking great, great Origin coach, but yeah. he wouldn't. He wouldn't yeah. say he's a first grade coach. I, I don't no. think. Origin is is that much actually about tactics? Like obviously tactics do come to, into it. It's more about getting seventeen blokes ready to fucking die for eighty minutes. Yeah, which Freddie got did so so well. There was a t- there was a little you could see the different tactics between Fittler and and um, Green definitely in game one. But as soon as Queensland you know changed their tactics and realised like oh fuck we need to change it up a bit, the game was a little bit closer. It was still fucking dominant in game two. But yeah, I think I like when you look at who's on the market. You, what they probably will do is have Slater there with Wayne as an advisor, probably. Yeah. That'd be probably a smart thing to do, Wayne and Mel, to kind of like ease him into it. Can I ask, uh, you, can I ask you like an honest question? Mm. Just between you and me. Eddie's here, but <clears throat> how happy are you that Paul Green's... <laughs> Honestly, I... Just like no one else here. I don't feel any way. It's just, it is what it is. Honestly, don't feel do any way. Do you believe that, Edward? No. 
thoughts on no, uh, I don't. thoughts on Paul Green if he does go to the Tigers. I Yuck. don't enjoy that. He's already looks like a really distressed man. I don't think Fuck that that doesn't make Tigers. sense to me. Well, he did rebuild Cowboys. You know they were doing poo, and then they won a premiership. Yeah, yeah, but there the was the, there was a there's a di- big coaches, difference. Mm. The Tigers there was a big difference. Well, it's got more recent. Re- take Jonathan Thurston out of that situation. Mm. It's an entirely different. Position. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, how would Paul go without, you know, some fucking prize steers? Mm. I some don't Tigers know. Tigers players, but like, a, a, so, and, so do you and mean? Do, and do you think Paul Green can attract talent? So do you think that he won't get the job? Or are you saying, I'm saying if he did get the job, okay. is it the best fit for the Tigers? Is it is it is it the best move for the Tigers? Can he can he attract big names? More so than a Madge, who's won a comp. I know Paul Green's won a comp, yeah. but like... It is. Actually, I read, you know, I read something crazy, and I, obviously I don't know how true it is. Um, I think it was Michael Chamis that wrote it in the, the morning... Sydney Morning Herald. Herald um, said that Josh Adekar had agreed to go there, went into Camp for Origin, and then players under, that had played under Madge told him not to... It's not like, don't, you don't want to play under Madge. That's what they wrote in the story. Jesus. I was like, wow, that's a heavy allegation. That's crazy. Shammer said that. It's a, like, can you get the? Um, That's fucking. It's part wild. two. It's part two of a deep dive into the tiger situation. Um, That's hectic. And again, everyone listening to this, this is Michael Chamis saying it. Not to say whether it is or isn't true, but it's not like you didn't say it. It's not me saying it. No, no. it's it's an article that Chamis wrote. Is I th- saying it. I think it's Chamis, but make sure we we got to correct. He's that. repeating it. He's repeating. And that was reported, so we don't know how true it is. But when you look at how much they've struggled, they've got 1.6 million in the cap they I haven't know. spent for next year. That is hilarious. Are you? Would you be? Could you go to Wayne Bennett with shitloads of money I and just go try. and go? This would be your greatest work if you could if you could yeah. spin this ship around. He, and I think he could. You want to talk about legacy? Yeah. If he fucking if he turned that ship around, I think Tim Sheen's already. That would there, be though. such a flex. But I like like this. The, the thing that blows my mind with the Tigers is they sack Tim Sheens, they sack Jason Taylor, Mick Potter's contracts up. They don't re-sign him. They get Ivan Cleary. Ivan's like, oh fuck this shithole. He bails. Then they bring in Madge. Is that it? Or was there someone who was like a caretaker for a couple of games or something? No, I think it was pretty much they brought in Madge. Then they bring in Madge, and then Madge is pissed off. It's like I'm not saying that Madge isn't uh, like the yarn about him being shit to play under could be true, but like. You have also oh, like a, way deeper issues. It's, it's a bit more than just the coaches way you keep deeper. knifing. Like I think the sake. I think the only concern is is they've gone majorly backwards. Like I think a lot of people thought, look, if he can tread water until he gets what he wants in a roster, but the I, the concern is is that they have gone so far. Like to get beaten by the doggies, thirty eight nil. Was it thirty eight nil? Yeah, did you call it? Yeah. Actually, we, we all backed we all the picked, doggies. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Um, Off the back of me. <laughs> To that, that is shocking. That says that there's a playing group and the coach do not seem to be working together. What were you going to say, Matt? Uh, not much to add. You, you were spot on and it was from Michael Chamis. So could you read the, the sure. um, what was said, please? Just keen, so it's not me saying it. Keen to, recu- keen to, oh, fuck. Keen to return to Sydney. Josh Adokar last year signed a uh, memorandum, memorandum of understanding. Memorandum. With, memorandum of understanding with the Tigers saying that he would sign with them if Melbourne agreed to release him in 2021. He then went into New South Wales origin camp and stopped the Tigers. Word got back to the club that he'd been advised by Blues teammates in camp to avoid playing under Maguire. He later signed with the Bulldogs. 
Shahu. And then he goes on to list the players that were in camp that had played under thing over. Don't list the players. Oh, damn it. That's what I was trying to guess. Um, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's that's juicy. That's, that's juicy. as juicy as it gets. You know, so That's good juice. Um, yeah, I don't know what the – there's clearly – like the, the, I don't, what I, with the Tigers, it seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like what what that's what I mean. I'm like they're gonna be playing. They, almost, they need like a thoroughbred in there, I think. They have a million one point seven million dollars. They can't like they can't I don't know if Paul Green's the man. Think I just about, don't know if he's the man. Think about this. So they're gonna go so they already struggle as it is. They're gonna be playing that next season as if they've got a one point six million dollar fine on their cap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're gonna be playing with like eighty percent of their salary cap against first grade sides. They're going to get decimated. Paul Green likely. also, his last fucking three seasons with the Cowboys, I only know this because we got a friend who's a massive Cowboys fan and he was off Paul Green by the end of it. But it was like 13th, 14th, 13th, 15th, last or something. Yeah, it, like. was, it wasn't pretty the last few years. His last few years were pure shit. If I was going for anyone, I'd be going for Flanagan because I feel like Flanagan has the pull. I don't, yes, Shane Flanagan seems I, like a good coach. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Because I, I feel like he has pull. He has a good reputation. Like the, like the Sharks boys like swear by him. Yeah. Like people love him. Yeah, like love him. And he saw, did he, like that Sharks team wasn't exactly like, it was kind of built, wasn't it, by him? 100% built. Like it wasn't yeah. something where it was like he's walked into a fucking rooster. Yeah, look you know. at the side that like won the comp. That wasn't. Yeah. That was sort of like bringing it all together. 100%. It absolutely. wasn't a full-on superstar in that side. Nah, no. Nah, like you, you had Fafita. Fafita gals probably. But, like no, Benny Barber was... But they were toilers, you yeah. know what I mean? Barber, though, um, he, was, Lewis, he was nowhere near as good of a player as 2012. Definitely not. But like you're still going to fucking form a dally, and we're yeah, on your side. Like he, it's, you know what I mean? But he like wasn't a superstar. No, he wasn't he a wasn't, superstar no. then. No. He wasn't, he wasn't a superstar then. Um, you know, Chad you, Townsend was a half. Had Maloney. Maloney. He wasn't a superstar then, really yet. Um, you had Fafita was there, probably their big. Fafita and Gallon. Maloney would have been. He Gallon, fucking Gallon was well. He'd won a comp at the Roosters, but that's it. Fafita yeah, was well, a then. motherfucker. Fafita was and a motherfucker. And that try school. Luke was Lewis was, but they were all like Wade Graham. They had uh, a good side, toilet, but it was a built side. Yeah, Luke all Lewis. Toilers. Was, yeah, they're all toilers. They're not like yeah. you look at that Rooster side and you go, holy. Yeah, it's fuck. Hot Boy Central. Hot Boy Central. Um, so yeah, I mean that's cred though. Like yeah. looking at that, I'm like, that's is fucking he and yeah. is is is, is like banned out, like done now? He's I he's think good it's like this year now, or next he? year. But the fact that he's quit now, Paul Green, like, it's pretty much that means it's like a done deal. Why would you quit if they don't have a, if you don't have a contract? Where else are you going to go? Like, who else are you going to? What other club are you going to sign with? Well, who else is looking for a coach? That's well, no one really. No one. Got Peyton up the Cowboys, but he's you've got Paul, to give him. Paul Greens are going back. Yeah, there. and you've got to give him one. Who's more at the Warriors? You've got Nathan, Nathan Brown, Brown, but I think they've done good considering the circumstances. Uh, you've got Hook at the Dragons, who he, you know it was actually the players stuffing up that probably derailed his season. Um, you've got the Doggies, Trent Barrett. They're going to keep him. There's really not no one. The only job that mm. is fully under the pump. Maybe Adam O'Brien. Nah, I don't think so. You don't reckon? I, nah. I, I know I they made the finals, so. but like... They'd get rid of Adam O'Brien for Paul Green. No, 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 no. And, and, and Ponga Paul and Paul Green. Green don't really like... No, I heard they... <coughs> well, that's actually just from, purely from Michael Pryde. It's just purely speculation that Flanagan, <laughs> Flanagan is going, going to, the Knights, go to the Knights. But it's oh, more really? that he wants him to yeah, <laughs> than, more than, than anything. Flanagan's a good coach. like, And he has the man manager side of things too. As I, was, I was going to point out that when Flanagan arrived, Fafita wasn't there, Maloney wasn't there. Barber wasn't there, so they were all wow, huge wow. Fuck, that's that's impressive, man. What, what, did, you do yeah, with what that year did he start with them? Uh, he twenty eleven. He took over Ricky Stewart. What so? And they came years? like nearly last or something, Five didn't years. they? Yeah. yeah. Before he took I'll over. It. I'll get it. Hang on. 
When did they win the comp? 15? 16. 16. Because Cowboys won 15. So he's actually won a comp like less time than Green. Yeah. Yes. Green won yeah. 215. I, mate, like I would – if you're sitting there going, who would you prefer? Fucking Flanagan every day of the week. But, that, but if – why would Green quit publicly? No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm just saying. I think if I'm West Tigers, I'd be get, like. Go I'm off. looking. I'm looking more at a Flanagan so than a Green. And Flanagan really is Flanagan. How many lean years did Flanagan have? Like I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you. So Flanagan came in halfway through 2010. So we'll start at 2011. They came 13th that year. Then the next year they made the finals. Made the finals again. Then a starter happened, and, and they got the wooden spoon, and he got punted for a year. And then when he came back, they made the semis. Then they won the comp. Then they made the semis. Then the, then they made the prelim, and then he got punted again. Why do so you like? Why mate, do you get he'll do anything to win. He'll do anything to win. <laughs> why do you get punted for a year back then? Well, the so the, this, the Asada. Asada. Oh, and then the salary cap stuff. God, it fucking goes quick, doesn't it? Life. I'm like Jesus Christ. That all just it's. And also, like, like Flanagan is a real like players coach or coaches player in the sense of like sorry players coach players because. Coach. Like players really warm to him, whereas like with Madge, there's this constant undercurrent of use ex like what we saw with Adokar and that. Even whether it's true or not true, there's this undercurrent of like, oh, it's tough to be under him. But that Tales of Tigertown seems like he's just a bloody yeah, that's oh he's a God. big teddy bear who just that was cries another thing after the game. That was another fucking... thing that in an article was saying, um, like the, there was some players apparently that were a bit off the fact that the Tales of Tigertown painted him as the you know Savior. great, and then the. The players just got painted as pieces of shit pretty much. Like, It's funny. When you see that, you're like, how isn't anyone thinking about this sort of shit? Because yeah, like, the documentary is interesting, right? Oh, it's interesting but as if, fuck. But if you're part of that club, I completely can understand the players like, oh, what the fuck's do you understand, going on here? Do you understand a bit more now my, when we, ages ago, how we are talking about the documentaries and that and how it like... I do. Ramps the pressure up 100%, for the club. 100%. And like... Now we're talking about now it. Now we're talking about yeah. it. But like... And, you know, I think we were talking about it around Origin, mm. which, like, if you're doing it on both teams, ramps up the pressure for both, mm. of, like, from an Origin standpoint. But when you're doing it, whether you're doing it in Origin, whether you're doing it in fucking... You have to know that if it's coming out during the season that you've got to be really careful about how you're portraying club, oh. players, coaches, because if it makes any of them look bad, you look like a fucking idiot. Well, like, unnecessarily, mm. or if it unnecessarily favours someone else, yeah. which is what it did with Madge and the CEO. Mate, it was... Uh yeah, <laughs> that obviously at the start of the season decided that that was the storyline. I, I think they whipped it together late, man. I, I don't really? believe they planned that. I don't. Well, what like how many interviews did you see that was specifically for that doco that you could tell that was like this has been like a lot of those interviews were quick hobbled <coughs> together footage from the game uh, in the sheds. Like maybe it, they didn't get much access. They only got access. Well, to I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it was yeah. before he needed to become. I honestly think it was a it was a. A decision that Fox made to do it, like probably like I don't know, six seven weeks into the season. I don't think it was at the start of the season, because like another thing, like there was missed weeks. Like if it was planned properly, they would have gone, oh, the Olympics is there. We need, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there was all these missed weeks, and then there was one week that they just didn't have one, and then they skipped over those three games. Like it just seemed though, although I absolutely I loved it. I loved the inside. I thought it was so good to have as a part of rugby league. It didn't seem like something that had been planned for a substantial amount of time. Um, and also, apparently, Madge had last editing rights too. <laughs> That's what it Are said in the article. Are you serious? That's what it said in the article. I, I, again, read the article, Morning Herald. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> it's a fucking do rugby you, league. What do you reckon the chances of Madge being there next year? Fuck. I'm of two minds. Before the last game, 
I was like, you've got to give him a crack with this new system that he keeps talking about that they're bringing through. But then after that last game, like to see the players not react to him and get they got beaten by the biggest margin ever by a wooden spoon side yeah. in the last round. We were saying actually you should actually be given the wooden spoon <laughs> if you lose. Could you imagine if players. like it was just last last game wins the spoon? Yeah, if you're playing the spoon as last. Well, it's it's sort of like it's a play on last try wins. Yes. <laughs> if you happen to play the spooners in the last game of the season <laughs> and you get held to zip and you get pumped. You could drop. You could miss finals if you fucked it up. You get the spoon. You know what they could do is like, if there's like teams that definitely can't make the eight, they enter into like a spoon comp. Yes, <laughs> a spoon like battle royale. A, yeah, a spoon comp. The, the bottom cup. four. Yeah, the yeah. cutlery <laughs> cup. The bottom four sides round robin. Yeah. And then the two biggest fucking losers <laughs> play each other yeah. to see who Who's is the, the greatest the loser. loser. You know what? <laughs> That's not a bad rating. It would actually bring up. ratings. It would be. It'd absolutely you'd bring play ratings. It, you'd play it middle of the week, Tuesday night at <laughs> yeah, some fucking yeah, yeah. dump some of a sh- park. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Go down to the cutlery cup. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking funny. Like the losers get egged or something. Egged off the field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've got to walk off the field and get egged by their fans. <laughs> Tuesday night, Bronco, Monday night. in the stocks. Yeah. What about Bron- what Broncos last year? The people that threw all the spoons on the field? That's that it. was heavy. That was heavy. But see, like the dogs managed to not have, like I can't imagine the dogs fans. I reckon the dogs fans are going into the off season much happier than the 100%. Tigers, right? Like, that was even a great performance. Spoon. But they just go, oh, we're rebuilding. Yeah, yeah fuck. Fuck. and you know what? They actually are. They, and they, they actually are. <laughs> yeah. They've probably got like the most talent ever coming to one club in an off season ever. They've got some good talent coming as well. Fucking know. It's Matty Burton. Big, big. He's their best signing oh, by yeah. a long He's, way. Like, people don't understand how hard and different number six is to centre and he is a ripping centre yeah. arguably like Olam is I think Olam's probably been the best centre all year but if you made the argument that you thought Burton was the best centre this year I wouldn't say that's a crazy opinion yeah. he's got the most line breaks the most tries like killing it has he got the most line breaks and most for a centre I'm pretty sure holy yeah. shit yeah. like his stats his stats are easily the best out of the centres easily could you get him up please Matt <clears throat> interesting for you three uh, Broncos have released Ethan Bullmore effective immediately to Manly. He's he's a pretty good player too. Who's been released? Ethan Bullimore. Ethan, Ethan Bullimore. So he's like a fringe Broncos player, but he's like extremely fast and explosive forward. I love that. Okay, what position is he? Front row. Front, front, row, row, front row. Front row. Lock. But front row. Someone told us today that Moses Sully would be going to the Dragons as a swap for Tarek Sims. I think that was a dribbler saying that that was. I don't know that you were saying that he's – I think that was him, like, prophesizing. You know prophesizing? what? You know what, though? Like, A, you've got plenty of back rows, but – He wouldn't necessarily make the fucking sign. Yeah, that's for one. But if – but You need but in, It's a long season. But in saying that, his potential and Desi, what Desi's managed to do with players with yeah. far less potential, yeah. imagine what he can do with Tarek Sims, who was arguably one of the better forwards for at least two games of origin. This you year, would you know? not say no to Tarek Sims coming oh. to your club. Absolutely and because Curtis Sirenen's leaving was yep. his thing. That was surprising. Were you surprised? Yeah, that? I was surprised yeah, I was. by that. But also, like, even surprised he was leaving, but surprised that he wasn't even just sticking in the NRL. Because he's actually a fucking great player. He's, he's, some, he's been unlucky with some injuries, but like... Might be some, some of that. Oh, some of that. Some of that cheddar. Oh, he'll be getting some beer. Some of that cheddar. Euro crumpet. Maybe he listens... You know what? I think he does listen to his podcast. Oh, he he listens, a lot he's a talk about crumpet. And he looks like a crumpet man. Oh, he loves crumpets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he likes cheddar on his crumpets, if you know what I mean. Yeah, which is a weird mix, cheddar and crumpets. But 
Not if you know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows what we're talking oh, about. he knows. He, oh, drive, he knows. he drives a ute too. Like Does he? he? Yeah, okay. drives Get us in with the utes, Curtis. Yeah. So if, any, if anyone that has yeah, a, anyone has a, a yard, a, a car sale yard that sells ute, Hello Sport are looking for a ute sponsor. Yeah, we want mm. we want a big, we don't want like a, some paddock basher. We want we want big ute to reach out to us. We want car sponsors. And they move numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's official. We can move numbers. utes. Oh. We can, we'll sell you utes, but we need a ute each. They move big, big numbers. Trust me, I know. Uh, what's that, Matt? Oh, just going back to Matty Burton. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Burton stats. He, um, he, has, he is averaging the most line, break, uh, line breaks for the centre. He's got 24, Crazy. and that's fifth overall. Uh, 16 tries, 13 tries, assists, and eight line breaks. 16 tries, 13 Crazy. tries, assists, 24 line breaks for a bloke that's not even a centre. And he's in his rookie year pretty much. Yeah. That's amazing. Like he, he reminds me of Fitler a lot. Like when, the fact that when Fittler you say rookie year, and this I know I'm fucking it is a manly chat, so I apologize. But I didn't realize that Saab is essentially a rookie because he only played a couple of games with the Dragons. I saw that somewhere on it's an NRL four, show the other if day. If you play f- four or more, you're no longer in your rookie year. Right. So, so I think he played less than that for the Dragons, Did and he? I'm just asking the question here. Obviously, Sam Walker and uh, Walsh. And I mean, even Schuster, but like, you're fucking scoring 25 tries in a rookie season. Well, I, I don't think Saab can because he played three games in 19 and four games in 20. Yeah, oh, okay. Games. So, okay. Seven so games he's done lot. it. Right. Well, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. I apologize to everyone. You gotta watch dribblers. They'll they'll re in. No, this was not dribble. This was on a television show, which doesn't mean that there are no dribblers on there, but. Sometimes that's the, the There's worst. dribblers dribble. everywhere. Yeah, right? sometimes yeah. that's the perfect place for dribblers. To I don't. Yeah, I think you underestimate where a dribbler can end up. Yeah, and I should. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should know better, mate. They've they've permeated like high office and shit. Well, I mean, let's be honest. What are we doing? Like minister for sport. <laughs> minister for sport, right here. <laughs> Do you think there aren't dribblers in the Illuminati? Like, are you kidding me? Probably leading it. I'm telling you that there would be fucking. <laughs> Shitloads of them in the Illuminati because the dribbler likes a yarn, and the Illuminati is all yarn. Yeah, all yarn. And it would take a dribbler to come up with the Illuminati. Yeah, like and to convince the public that they actually have power, that takes high level dribbler. You gotta like, be, you gotta be a leader. If your you have secret handshakes, you're a dribbler. Yeah, you're a dribbler, one hundred percent. If you come, if you spend time coming up with secret handshakes to let people know, you know, oh no, yeah, we're the same. We're Illuminati. Mm. We're stone mates. Pump me three times. Yeah, like going like that. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, oh! You are a dribbler. We actually probably should come up with a secret dribbler's handshake we now should. that I think about it. It would be funny. That would be. <laughs> we'll speak to your, your, your people in the Illuminati. They'll know all about it. They will actually. Yeah, we've got some people we can talk to. We may or may not be members. And like, yeah. what is more dribbler than to to create a secret society <coughs> to yarn and drink? To just beer. like spread bullshit. Just talk shit, and it all is shit. Like yeah. conspiracies and just nonsense. Yeah, like they live on that shit. It's actually fantastic. Mm. But it's legitimizing dribble as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm now starting to think that we might actually be in the process of starting our own, just <laughs> considering the dedication we have to dribble and yarn. You know what is weird is the fact that like Illuminati is never associated with like a cult, but it really is. And I mean, that is, shows the power of a dribble because you're misdirecting people and yes. you're not actually, you're a cult, but you are so good at dribble that you think you're this powerful organization. Is cult, is cult a bit more though, like you've got it, you're trying to, and again, I'm not 100% up to speed on what the Illuminati do on weekends and shit, but like, is it... They watch sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. They rugby league. But like, did they have to go out and do stuff? Like, you know, events or go and fucking like disrupt? Cults. Did, no, Illuminati or cults. Like, that's what cults do. Like, they all kill themselves or something or they all like, you know, what are the Illuminati doing? Just dribbling. And yarning. Yeah. Just dribbling. Is that yarning. a cult? No. A cult's when you've been hoodwinked. Yeah. 
to do shit, whereas the Illuminati are dribblers and they're yarners. Yeah, they so just like telling and lies. And they'd like to wear robes and shit. Yeah. Which we do. Like, yeah. We like fucking wearing bespoke shirts and shit. We're yeah. all dribblers here. That's true. And also, like, I think that, you know, sometimes with dribble, it's like Chinese whispers, it gets more bizarre. I mm. think the meetings that we think are rituals is actually just blokes going around and watch footy in, in rows. Talk shit. And talk yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Did you hear Josh Schuster's blind? Yeah. But you're sworn to secrecy because your missus thinks that you're going to the shops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but actually, you've gone to do secret handshakes with your boys and wear, like, the same T-shirts. And so we can confirm. If, if, we, if, if the show stops and we're all dead... We've just revealed the Illuminati yeah. is dribblers. We've upset the wrong people. And also, like, it proves that dribblers are murderers too, you know. <laughs> dribblers can kill. Dribble can kill. Yeah, a dribble can kill. Some yarns that I've heard, fuck, yeah, you're yeah. dead. Especially in my Stop inbox. Stop, you're dead in your tracks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, now, on to Tarek Sim's situation. We've already kind of spoken about that. But mm. So what was really interesting is when I got the information initially, I thought it was like this mutual... Uh, what you want is too much money, therefore we're not going to offer you as much money as you want because you played so well in Origin. But Tarek Sims has kind of come out and said, well, they're not kind of, he actually has come out. Um, so this is what he said on his deal with the, uh, with the Dragons. We organised two meetings to catch up with the Dragons and both of those occasions we found out there was no offer to be made in 2023. On the second occasion, they found out if I was able to secure a longer-term deal for 2022 and beyond, they wouldn't stand in my way. The conversation didn't even reach the point of length of deal or financial situation. I'm not angry, but I was upset. That's football sometimes. I'm passionate about the club. I love the Dragons. I still feel I've got two really good years left in me and beyond that. Um, thoughts? He played Origin this year. And was one of the best players. He started every game. The fact that they didn't even get to... Like, that's... I think... It's good that he's come out because a lot of people don't understand that. Oh, he's like, even me, I assumed, oh, he must have asked too much money. But he hasn't even had the chance to go, oh, I'll take less. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. just gone, we don't want you no matter what. That seems weird. Well, right? it, it, it just proves that, or well, it doesn't prove, but it's all about like, some of the time it's about cap spots. Like, how much spots do you have for back rowers? Um, it's, it's a pitfall. The Broncos fell in. They didn't handle their cap spots well. So, for example, they had. They had two hookers, two specialist hookers, and they let Andrew McCulloch go to the night. So we had one hooker, one hooker gets injured. And so sometimes these decisions aren't about money because you're like, well, we only need five back rowers and, and Sims is not in our future plans or whatever. Because he's old. Because uh, he's, or, or whatever. But at the same time, it is, it's, it's pretty unfair when you're employed at somewhere and no matter what you do in the next year, they're not even giving you a fair crack at earning another contract. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so how do you expect him to come out and rip and tear for you when you've literally said to him, doesn't matter what you do, we're not even going to entertain the idea of re-signing you. You know? So Yeah, it seems weird. Like It seems like everyone's kind of shared that sentiment a little bit, right? Where you're like, what? It's how? not like you guys. Uh, it's like the Dragons are necessarily... Mm. You know, it seems like surprising. It's like you don't seem like you can afford to just get rid of Origin. You don't players. really have that many leaders as well. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. How many leaders do they have at the club? Well, so senior players. Norman's gone. Hunt's obviously a good leader. He's played some really good footy. Other than that, it's pretty no young. Yeah. Do you think Hook's just going, you know what? Out with the old, in with the new. You know, like you some, don't you need a, a healthy balance? I think so. Oh, I, I agree. I'm just... Like most clubs do. Yeah. I think you know? he, he'd He's be also really, like, he didn't go to the barbecue, like culture-wise, mm. making smart decisions. Wouldn't that piss you off as well? If yeah. You, if he's keeping players that are at the barbecue and you, you didn't go to the barbecue... I'm just like, he fucking ripped and teared in New South Wales Blue this year. Mm. Also split the fuck out of his face for the club on the and weekend. And I... Look disgusting. And looking at that Dragons side, which, no offence, isn't like setting the world on fire, 
I think that surely there's room for him without, just, without knowing like, their inner workings. But anyway, if... Well, I, if, I agree with you, though. Like, surely there's at least room to discuss, like, we'll give you 300 grand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I'm not saying necessarily he's got to be paid 600. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying a guy who plays... Well, played Origin, so he's an incumbent. Yep. Who's a fucking senior player who loves a club, who isn't a scallywag, mm. as evidenced by the fact he didn't go to the barbecue. Surely you could try and fit him in. And what, try and fit him what in. What does Freddie see in him that you're not seeing as well? You know, like Freddie clearly rates him yeah. over, and that's a stacked position. Yeah. He was starting. He yeah. started. Mate, our back row is the most stacked position on the field. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. You're totally right. It's literally the most stacked spot. And, and when, you know, when there was a couple of injuries, he went to him first yeah. out of everyone. So yeah. it's interesting. I wonder where he'll go. I mean, there's Tigers will take anyone. Uh, mm. He'd be fucking good mate, for I, like I, Doggies? I hate, I hate to keep bringing up. I cannot believe the Tigers didn't get Dale Finucan. Like, he's the one man that could have turned around. Anyway, sorry I had to say that. No, that's – I mean, does Dale want to go? Does Dale – is life too short to play for the Tigers? I think it might be, you know? Everyone's got COVID. The world's a different place. Like, do you need it? Do you oh. need it in your life? Yeah, it's tough. When um, you can go to the Shire and you got fucking Nico Hines there with his wet hair and his great body. Yeah. Like, do you need to go to the Tigers? It'd be pretty easy to get up in the morning and get and go and do the tough stuff in preseason. Yeah. You saw a wet haired Nico Hines running around. That does make with it With like ocean breeze in your nostrils that'll go mm. into Concord and just smell fumes. Ibises everywhere to Ibises. kick. Yeah, well, that's it. Ibis is trying to steal your lunch, bro. Fuck that shit. Um, Bulldogs I th- oh, Bulldogs got a bit of Pangai Jr Maybe Raiders Johnny Bateman replacement Their edge Their edge Who's their edge at the moment They've got Cody Huddleware and Ira And Hudson Young Elliot Who's Whitehead. been really fucking good Elliot Whitehead Oh yeah they're pretty good forwards wise Broncos to replace Alex Glenn maybe Well they've got Kurt Catewell So that can replace that You've got Ricky on the other side Yeah it's a tough one I wonder where he will um, you know, he might get a, a deal at, you know, say a storm. Cowboys? Or you mean he played at Cowboys before? What's the night? The Knights are all right in the back row. Well, yeah, you could. Knights could Knights be somewhere. Could be. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. He's um, definitely a good. What about the storm? They get loose for Nukin. Yeah, could that's, that's what down? I was thinking. And he would, under the storm system, he'd yeah, kill it. Because he's got. People, he's got so much potential. Like, he's just a, he's a big, strong body, aggressive, hard, like we saw it in New South Wales, uh, Origin. Now, according to Buzz. Uh, Moses Suli has all but signed for the Dragons, Mayo. but Manly are digging, hill their, dig, digging their heels in over $50,000 transfer fee they paid to accrue Jason Saab last year. One Dragons pay back, once Dragons pay back this 50k, then Manly will let Suli go. Interesting. So what, you, so what you're saying there, Matt, is that he said that Dragons actually owe them 50 grand or... No, no, no. Okay. So Dragons pay the transfer fee and they're like, just like, well, now we want a transfer fee. Okay. That's what okay. Buzz said on 360. Okay, so this is all mayo Yeah, this is, this is mayonnaise-based rhetoric. Yeah. Well, I think with inflation, it should be more than 50,000, but that's yep. just, that's for another time. No, I appreciate that, Eddie. I don't think like that, and that's why I... Well, I'm just thinking on behalf you. of the club here, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking on behalf of the club and what's in the best the club's best interest. Yeah. So uh, what are you seeing it out then, the fee? Uh, Off the top of your head, I know you've got to crunch numbers quickly here, but... <laughs> Look, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't be much more than 51, 52, 53,000. <laughs> yeah. But, but still, it's principle. It's principle. And we're a principle-based club. And you're a powerhouse are. at the moment. You've got a bit of dick to throw around. Well, why do you think we've won so many comps and never won any spoons? Because we are principle first. Yeah. <laughs> you start principles are the foundation of any it's great It's the fat look. I mean, principles are keeping the fucking demandables up. Yeah, they? they are. <laughs> <laughs> the demandables. <laughs> Do you reckon they should trade him for a demandable? 
Well, we want to upgrade from the demandables. Yeah, we've we got we've more, got we we've got a surplus more. of demandables. We have too many demandables. But I also like it. It's a humble. It's a humble structure. The demandables. No, no, no. We keep the demandables. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is we don't need any more demandables. No, we certainly don't need any more. We've got enough. We're not against them because we got fuckloads of them. So they're humble. They keep you humble. But we I don't thought need I've heard more. you say one time you can never have too many demandables. Look, uh, there's an argument for that as well, Denon, but it just depends on, like, you need some space to train, right? We have like, a surplus of them at the moment. Yeah, we, like, if you've got a field, I mean, now listen, Eddie, I haven't thought about stacking one on top of the other in a double-decker demandable. We're already doing it. I was out there the other day. <laughs> oh, really? We yeah. are, we've gone the double-decker. Yeah, Three-story yeah. demandable is something to fucking behold. That's actually a flex in the demandable world. But uh, let me put it this way. Everyone's always talking about the difference between, like, a Hain and a Tommy or a fucking, you know, an Inglis and a Tommy. In that Tommy does the tough stuff. Mm. Where do you think he gets that constitution from? It's walking in every day and bringing his own chair in from the car. Yeah. His own lunchbox. His own lunchbox, his own food, his own water, his own water bottle, his own fucking Powerade, his own boots, everything, his own kit. And getting in the train and sitting down in the demandable with the fucking fan blowing on him. <laughs> yeah. And it's only got one leg and it's about to fall over. And doing like video sessions and doing video sessions on a projector. That will keep you humble. Yeah. With a VCR. Do you reckon yeah. Desi's VCR, man? Or like one of those wheeling fucking... Wheeling overhead projectors. That's tough carries. That's where tough carries are built. That's where they're built. <laughs> and that's what, you don't get. that's what you don't get at Red Hill with all your fucking ritzy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. All so the, 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 more the, fucking, the come and glitter at Red Hill. It's like, mate, we don't need that. Thank you very much. Give me a demandable. I don't need mahogany fucking floorboards. No. Well, I, I mean, need carpet. Tradies that do the tough yards, they live in demandables. That's yep. it. Uh, we used to do all of our smokers in demandables. It was really depressing. But And you came from mahogany come. floors in Brisbane. And look That's where why. you are. Mate, I'm telling you, there's something to what you're saying. What yeah. was bloke birthed out of? Demandable. The demandable life. <laughs> the demandable life. That's Fuck it. it. Something I mean, in it, the idea did come when I was in the demandable. There you go. There Sitting you go. across from a 40-year-old man that complains about his job every day and constantly yells at everyone. There you go. There you go. And there was always these picture and fucking hustler magazines and shit line everywhere. Yep. Naked, naked women naked everywhere. Women. It's a weird... It's, and then all the boys be, would blow be. up when you had to clean it because women were coming in to clean it and they'd be like, oh, fuck, what? we had to fucking put away our ah. pornography. Yeah, dude, sounds like tough carries to me. <laughs> sounds like tough carries. Do you reckon there's any picture magazines in Manly's Demandable? Oh, I think there's something in the shitters. <laughs> I, a dribbler sent us a photo. A dribbler sent us a photo that when, for some reason, he was in the Manly Sheds and he snuck to Tommy's locker and tagged it and just wrote omen. <laughs> <laughs> Tag good omen in his shed. I'm like, that's fucking hectic. I'm going to see if I can find the photo actually. Is it so. is a demandable not a demandable if there isn't at least three to four old picture magazines lying around? Look, I think you just need to have an well, aircon that doesn't work. I don't think it's necessarily defined well, by I, the picture I don't magazine. think doesn't work. I think temperamental. Well, like you need to. So you it'll need work, to fix but it. it won't work on the hottest day of the year. No, and you've got to like have a pen jammed into it or something yeah, for it yeah. to go. Because there's plenty of there's plenty of you know plenty of schools in this great country that are stacked with demandables. <laughs> Certainly hope there aren't picture magazines. Isn't there? No, well, that's true. That's true. But right? I take your point. Yeah. Certainly, one on a work site has to have. Oh, absolutely, and, and a, a a grill that has cheese everywhere that isn't cleaned properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it hasn't been cleaned. Hasn't ever. been cleaned no. ever. A fridge with fucking ten dudes' lunch that don't work there anymore. Been mm -hmm. there fucking three years. Yeah, old food, old yeah. lunch, and shit. Definitely. Well, I think that's part of when you get your white card and maybe your foreman's license. You've got to basically go through that as to like the do's and don'ts, the things you've got to have in a demandable for yeah. it to be a safe work environment. Mate, I tell you what. 
Pitcher only lasts as long as it did because of demandables and blokes in Smoko. It keeps it's keeping the print yeah. industry alive. Yeah, I, honestly, I can't. I, I legitimately remember the internal blow up between the workers on the site uh, out at uh, Marulan because they had to put away the pitcher magazines because a girl came and started working with us. <laughs> they were filthy, fuming. They're like, "You fucking serious? Like, it's fucking just some chicks who gives a fuck." <laughs> They're uh, fucking smoking bungers yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the reds. Yeah, you got to be on the the the, the real strong. And I'm darts. telling you, every trader that's listening right now knows, knows exactly what I'm talking about because I'm one of you boys. Just like I'm a country lad, I'm a fucking tradie as well. Um, wow, now. <laughs> I'm a tradie. <laughs> what about the deep fake video that you guys did um, last week about oh, yeah. me asking? Angus, whether he was a deep fake, lad. someone reached out That's to us crazy. and said, "Listen, we found the evidence that Denon's not a fucking country guy." Well, technically, though, it didn't. It didn't actually show any evidence. All I was you asking, asking him what country life to was tell like. the people, but you to were tell asking. the people. But people don't want to hear from me; they want to hear from Angus. There was no. Also, you Angus, were shocked at his responses. You're like, "Whoa!" Angus, there's like what fucking open fields and shit. Angus did confirm that. No, I me. think if you listen, if you no, read no, that, no. if you read that comment that Angus sent back, he no, basically said, no, no, "I no, love no. Tom and Eddie more." No, he didn't. He didn't say that at all. We'll, we'll get it up. Um, because being very diplomatic, it was sort of him down. He didn't want to. He didn't. It was on your. He, platform. he didn't want to break your heart. I, it was I on mean, your platform, right? Like yeah, he didn't want to break your heart. He didn't want to break your heart. Which I'm, is, I mean, listen, this is what we we weren't able to see. What I you feel like Denon loved me first, but when the fire sparked between myself and Tommy, it was undeniable. In conclusion, go. I feel so much love from all three of you and appreciate you all. Incoming follow on a personal account for you, Tom. Be soon. Kiss, kiss. There you go. Yeah, did he now, follow me on my personal account? Sorry. Well, he already follows my personal account. But I mean, I'm just I saying. I think he does anyway. Maybe he doesn't actually. I could be yeah, wrong about that. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that was a resounding win with me. I do love no, 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 no. That what, wasn't a resounding no, no, win. No, no, no. He said, he said, you came into my life first. But Tom and Eddie fucking ignited my fire, yeah. my passion. He didn't use any of that sort of rhetoric around you. He was just like, yeah, because are you, are you, it's a deep first true love. Are you with your first girlfriend, your first love? No, no, I'm not are with my you? first girlfriend. No. Am I? Sorry, bro. But you, you know what? You know what? Um, spark. You know what? Spark. We've fire. wiped. We're wiped up. Yeah, you yep. introduced him to love making, but we we fucking married. Yeah, yeah but you know what? Down. Spark and fire is you know synonymous with is toxic relationship. And no. that's what you guys have is a talk. No, it's called passion. It's called passion. No, it's called passion. Look it up. Read yeah. a book. It's called toxic relationship. Um, now, <laughs> now, Sully, do you think he will be at the Dragons? If you we get that fifty-one and a half k, yeah. If we get the fifty-one, I, I not like a fucking Moses moment Sully. sooner. I like him if he gets if he can get a good payday somewhere else. Then full fair play to him. But obviously, Mate, first Des days at Manly. Desi's moving into territory where it's like. I'm getting so confident in his coaching ability. It's kind of like it doesn't even matter who he signs as long as he has Tommy at that club and Jake. Really and doesn't. I think obviously Daly getting on, mm. I, like I don't think Daly's going anywhere. But at some point he will, and same with Kieran. Mm. I just I would I would like to know who we're looking at for future halfbacks. But that's that's a good thing with Tom there. You can just like you well, can attract you can attract any young player coming. It's like Cleary. If I was Panthers, I would literally have Cleary with every big signing that you know people that make Australian schoolboys all that kind of stuff. But same with Tommy, I would be bringing Tommy to these you know meetings. But you know what I I now trust in Des to sort of just identify talent that no one's fucking ever heard of, yep. whip them in, and get them humming. So look, Sully has to do what's right for himself. He's obviously demanding money we can't pay him, and that's as simple as that. Yeah, all the best, all the but best. You're not going to win there. Just so that's you know, that's unfortunate reality. Just so you know, you're not going to win there. Just so you know, <laughs> you could have won at Manly. You, well, you I might win this year. You might win this I year. I think like the, the problem with Sully is like. 
if he could if he could lock down a 17 spot, I reckon he probably would have stayed at Manly because he would understand that 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 big contract's going to come. He's still like 22, 23. Mm. But I think the issue for Suli probably is is he wants to play first grade. You know, he doesn't want to be sitting in reserve, and he is a first grader. Yeah. Um, but as you pointed out last week, I think it was Manly have balanced the side so that oh yeah, their centers are toilers mm. and not they're not. It's not a big money position for yeah. us. Oh, they've done it's like their side is balanced so incredibly well. It's cr- like to think like. Think about their whole back line outside of Tommy. All those guys, good good players, but they're never going to be these superstar, like maybe Saab. But Saab has so long to develop in his game. There's so much part to his game that he can improve to turn into the player he's going to be. But outside of that, for the next two to three years, at least, that back line is never going to go into the, the crazy, you know what I mean, the mm. crazy numbers. Um, they just work so well together. Like Morgan Harper, he's honestly one of my favourite players. Yeah. Like, he's does, fucking- does getting the highest point score of the season... Get you up in contract negotiations. I, I'm I th- not saying like fuck I think loads, a, but I like think a lot of recruitment officers would understand that Tom Tavoyevich has a, a lot to do, a lot with. to do, it. and that's no. Dis- I actually think oh, I've actually been shocked at how how much. Yes, Tom Tavoyevich was the catalyst to make Garrick kick into gear, but I'm shocked at how far Garrick has then taken upon yeah. himself to get even better. Um, he's added some strings to his bow. Absolutely. And Physical and running over the top He's been butzing people. people. Oh, yeah. he's been incredible. Who, like, who do he fucking butz for a few like he fully butz, butz. He butz like 12 Parramatta players he, in one row. He, para, yeah, the Parra game. He butzed yeah. um, Gutho. 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 Yes. Yeah. And um, then he butzed a few people on the weekend as well. And, and so, then that last try yeah. was fucked. So anyone that says that Ruben Garrick is just playing good because Tommy hasn't been watching Manly play, no. don't get me wrong, that first probably 10 games, I would have said, yeah, it's, it's a lot to do with Tommy. But the player that he's developed into now... He's be like pushing into a top tier winger, like it, and it's it's that's not even an exaggeration. Like a lot of his, like his effort on the weekend for that last try, that's the attitude to have that. He's already have won the game. You're going into finals footy. You don't need to chase that. Most players would have grabbed it, ran out. He gets it, does everything that he does. I, I think that he's he he'll never get enough credit for how much he's individually taking advantage of having Tommy there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I do think that when he goes to other clubs, they're going to be aware that a lot of it had to – not a lot of it, let's say 50% had to do with Tom Dravojevic coming into the side. So yeah. I don't think he's going to get a big enough offer to make him leave a premiership threat yes. team. Because, like, think about it. Where, where would he go that they would go, we'll pay you 500K? Yeah. Like, I just can't – Life's good on the beaches as well. Life is good. Life is good. Just a, random one, just a random one. Garrick has a better goal percentage this year, goal kicking percentage than Adam Reynolds. He's, yeah. He, the, what he's developed into has been amazing. Amazing. I just don't know if he's going to get enough money to, to leave, you know? Um, but who, in saying that, in saying that, after everything I said, if he continues to develop, continues on this trajectory, then he really might price himself out of the side. Well... Going off what Mick Ennis said, mm. if he's kicking better than Adam Reynolds, <laughs> he's probably worth that underground. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just been. I actually think out of the two wingers, I think Garrick's development has been more than Saab's this year. I think Saab still has a, even though he's had some incredible plays and done some really good stuff. I've just been really. Saab's impressive. just like announced himself. I think. More. Yeah, he's a like rookie. Saab's is more just like, oh fuck, didn't yeah. realize what you had the, the weapons you had in your yeah. toolkit. No one knew. That he was yeah. that well, Sa- Saab's ceiling is probably higher than Garrick's. Yeah. Like, Saab could genuinely be like... Well, he, when he thickens up yeah, as well, he's yeah. just like... He is lean He's so fuck. fucking fast. 
Um, is he quicker than Adokar? I think, I think so. so. Over I think 100. Quick, I think he's the quickest player in the game. I, I think that over 100, absolutely. Like, no doubt in my mind. I, I actually think he'd win and win convincingly over 100. That long stride, I just don't think anyone comes close to him. 50 Make metres. Make it happen. When he yeah. ran down Murray Tuolangi, I think it was. Is that his name? Crazy. Like, he, I mean, he ran down Hamiso, which was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is what we've all wanted. And you're like, yeah. oh, he's fucking doing this easy. Yeah. Man, he wasn't pumped. even trying. But then when he gave that dude like a 20-metre head start and chased him down, I just can't tell you... I can't tell you, I was in fucking ecstasy. But that's that's melting. the that's the good signs that Desi has brought into this manly side. Like he he could have not chased him, and no one would have noticed because he was so far behind. And the same with Ruben Garrick. Those are two massive effort plays. And if you're going to win a premiership, those kind of plays win you the premiership. So it's the signs are the development that Garrick and Saab has made this year has been incredible. And I think Saab because he's a rookie. Um, still has some things to clean up, but in saying that, he's been fucking fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, now, quickly onto the Tigers again. Reports that the senior players will play, play a significant role in the future of Michael Maguire. Interesting, given we barely heard any senior players in the documentary. This is Matt speaking. Also, reports that Tigers chairman Lee Hagen... Hagenpatelis. who has a central role in the review, has a friendship with the CEO that impairs his judgment, which is... Uh, vigorously hit back at and denied. So reports are saying that. We're, that's not us saying that, that's reports. His quote when asked about the front office was, I understand people are looking at the front office, but I would need to be co-concede by someone... Man. <laughs> um, I would need to be convinced by, some, convinced by someone how decisions in the front office have resulted in a lack of on-field performances. When you have a process of recruitment and retention involving the coaching staff and the general manager, all supported by the board. I don't like that rhetoric where he's trying to like separate himself from um, the on-field. But I understand he, the reason why it's, they're in this tough situation, the Tigers, is because they're actually, business-wise, apparently they're going the best they've ever gone. So it's very hard to say you should get rid of Pasco right. because business-wise they're going mm. fantastic. Um, but the argument against that would be, well, hang on a sec, then yes, business-wise you're going fantastic, but you still have hired the people to run the football. Yeah. So that was your choice to hire those people. That's um, actually a you, very interesting conundrum to be in Yeah, where it's like they're making shitloads of money but they're not making the Could you just bring in like a director of football like other clubs? That what that's what Sheens yeah. is. But, but I guess the argument is, is yes, the business side has turned around, but you guys have made all the, you've hired all the people. It was your choice to hire those people over the last 10 years. So at the end of the day, yes, in one area of the business, you're going really well, but the decisions you've made, the football side, haven't seemed to work out. Um, it's such a tough one. You know, you throw the baby know, out of the bubble. I saw. I don't think so. Yeah. I saw this today somewhere. No idea where. Could have been a fucking DM from a dribbler. So take it with a grain of salt. But the Pasco is heading up the review. Yeah. And him in the football management. Which uh, seems like a conflict of interest, potentially. Absolutely. But I, I think it's because, like, I think from their, their point of view, they're thinking, well, we, we've done our job really well. Like, the, the business is killing it. So we will do the review because we handled our thing. You guys haven't handled your thing. Right. Like, I think that's the, the argument that they would make, I'd assume. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's just a shit. It looks, it looks like there's in – it seems like there's pressure between the football department yep. and the business side of things. For him to say that, like, look, I understand people are looking at front office – but I would need to be convinced by someone how decisions in the front office have resulted in a lack of on-field performances. So he's saying, like, 
we're not, not responsible. Us, yeah, it's not us. It's not us. Like so, that's really, really it's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, um, and I understand. Like, it's tough, right? Because if you're in his position, you go, well, Tim Sheens has got runs on the board, and then Madge Maguire has got runs on the board. Mm. Like, well, Tim's only yeah. coming we, in next year, is you he? You know, that you could justify... We, we can only do so much. You could justify their decisions, I think. You'd yeah. be able to. Yeah, yeah. And, like, as you said, like, we've hired two people that have got the job done. Yes. Like, what else could... Who else could have we hired? Yeah. You know? Like, we didn't make shit-hour signings yeah. here. Like, and get blokes that have no fucking clue and well, roll the dice and it didn't work. It's like, well, we went with tried and tested. Perfect yeah. example is you could, you could argue, like, the Seabold decision by the Broncos, that 100% lies on the board and the CEO. That was that. a punt. Because it was a punt. He had he only had one season and you got rid of the best coach of all time. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas, whereas the Tigers, you're, you're exactly right. Like, what else, like, who else could they hire? Like, these guys on paper were the right people to do mm. the job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a fucking very, very tough one. Uh, fuck. But it seems like the writing's, it seems like Paul Green's got the gig. Like, could you, could you imagine if Paul Green comes out and he doesn't get the gig? You'd be like, why would you quit your origin job? Could he be Well, scared? maybe he's saying that I couldn't give a commitment in 2020. I could give a commitment in 2021 that I wouldn't look elsewhere. Yeah. But now maybe he's maybe he's just hedging his... Just rolling the dice? Just yeah. going, yeah, fuck he's it. Ma- he's like, Someone I'm will- running eye over the comp. There was going to be a couple of jobs up for you know availability in the next year. And I want to be That's you know, fuck it, footy. up for it. That's, that is fucking that's footy. That's fucking footy with your life. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I know what you mean, though, where you go, like, I, I, don't, I can't commit to it because if a job comes up, I'm bouncing. Yeah. Um, and they want that commitment. Mm. I don't know if they could, like, legally hold him to that. Because, you know, you don't want to bounce in February if something comes no. up. No, fuck. But what's coming up? That's the only job that I can see is yeah, Tigers. Yeah, well, you know, a team starts the season fucking 10 and 0. Yeah, shit's a bad. Like if the if the dogs go fucking horribly with all these new players, so I think Gus, fucked off. The NRL loves loves chopping and changing coaches. Yeah, they fucking the live for it. go around. It should be that should be a ride at like a fucking rugby league theme park. The coaching merry go round. Well, if there was a rugby just, league f- theme park, they, that that would, would have be to be right with just all these different coaches that are just sacked. Or like you just you sit in your chair and you just get fucking dunked in water for no reason. Yeah. Well, not no reason, but... Well, sometimes... Sometimes no reason. Fuck. Imagine being Anthony Griffin going, fuck, because he, he played a big part in, like, the development of a lot of those kids too. A Penrith? Yeah, Penrith, yeah, and yeah. they were coming fourth. <laughs> yeah, getting sacked at fourth is probably the That's toughest I've ever seen. That's what I mean. Yeah. So Paul Green's going, mate, Blake's have been sacked at fourth before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the top four. And not just top four, like, you know, after round five. It's like they were fucking just about to get to finals. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, but also maybe Paul Green's like, I'm going to put myself on the market if something comes up, but also don't really feel like getting fucking pumped again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for I don't know for, for, for brand yeah. Paul no, when I'm not. losing by fifty nil or sixty yeah. nil. Every I don't know about that. But I think I don't. Have, that spirit I think you just made that second part up. But the he first part I agree with. Um, <laughs> doesn't believe in the state. Now on to so we you guys are definitely doing this stream. Yeah, yeah. live stream this Friday. Yeah. So you want to do it on mine or yours? Either one doesn't matter. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so we'll do. Um, we'll be doing beers and footy or Hello Sport Live or whatever yeah. it is on Friday. Let's uh, do it on yours. Got more audience. Yeah. All right. What well, we'll are we doing? Or we'll do it on ours if you don't want to. 
How about that? Yeah. You make the we'll, call. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing it. So just check Friday for the game. Um, we'll be doing we'll Hello, advertise it. We'll yeah, let he- you know. Before. Hello Sport Live this Friday for the Storm versus Manly. Make sure to come and watch. It was, it was, I think it was like record numbers last last time. So um, It broke uh, the internet. It broke the internet. Um, now, Storm versus Manly, first versus fourth. 7.50 Friday at Sunshine Coast Stadium. So hot for this game. Talking points. Manly have lost... They've passed four games against the Storm. Why'd you start with that one, Denon? <laughs> Foran Fuck. hasn't played a finals game since 2014. Trevoy so versus Pappenhusen. What team actually has the better attack? Ours. Manly have finished the season with the most handling errors of any what team. What the fuck's this shit? Storm are the third best. Can I throw in one that yeah. uh, you assholes maybe left out? Matt? Uh Foran and Daly Cherry Evans have played six finals games together and they've won five of them. We win the comp. (laughs) Well, I think actually Munster and Hughes would be better. That was slightly incorrect. Don't correct me anyone. <laughs> and even if it was correct, I'm pretty sure. In six you... seasons, they've come top four, fifth, five times. No, no, no. They have won every finals game bar one. According to a chick who called the podcasts, so. <laughs> you've been dribbled again. But you, dribbled. like none of those, none of those stats mean anything. Well, they're just talking points. They're just talking points. Okay, well, some of them were stats, and they were offensive. Well, it says uh, talking points, and then it says this thing. Right. Foran hasn't played a finals game since 2014, he's so he's ju- so Jew. Chaboyevich versus Pappenhusen is that a joke? Yeah, that's is fucking, that a joke? That's ridiculous. That's oh actually ridiculous. God. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Pappenhusen couldn't get turbo stats in a year that he gets in a game. So that's ridiculous. And that's Man, they've lost their last four games against the Storm. Uh, what happened in 2008? 40-0. Put that stat in there, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think... Uh, it's going to be a cracker. It is going to be, gonna a, be a, cracker. a good old-fashioned cracker. Like it's, a rugby league cracker? Yeah, oh. a rugby league cracker. Um, look, it's not a do or die, but obviously... A win would be good. A win would be real nice. This is when you know you're in finals footy. No blank pitches. No blank people. And full strength teams. Like both teams are ready. Yeah, that's ready. good. There's nothing worse than going to finals. Even if like the other team doesn't have their full strength. Because it's like, oh, now I'm going to hear the fucking excuses of like they didn't have their yeah, fucking blank. Yeah, bunnies without Latrell. Can you go down to the bench quickly? Nico. Nico. He does get on. Wow, yeah. Nico got the start. That's going to be interesting because I think that if, with Nico on that side, the knock is that size-wise they can struggle a little bit through the middle there, and obviously uh, Manly's forward pack does have some big boppers. Yeah. Would you have been Simply moving been on uh, for Manly? The go Aloye returns and simply drops. So Aloye was out last week, and I thought he'd been dropped. Aloye is good. I know that's what I mean. I was like, holy yeah. shit, why the, why has he been dropped? Um, interesting. That's again. I know I'm just looking at the Maroon boys here, but. Manly being able to leave out players like Curtis Sirenin and Toa Fafoa Sibley is uh, fucking good. Mate, what a cracking game. I think the only, I guess, the big differences that I would see here between the two sides is, you know, obviously Tommy is Tommy, but Ryan Pappenhusen is, is um, good enough. You know, it's not like there's this fucking gigantic gap where it's insurmountable. No, and he but, ripped back into form last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, like, I think they're pretty evenly matched, really. Like, you know, I think Hughes, like DC's form's been really good. Hughes's form's been really good. Munster, probably, you know, a little bit better than Foran, but Foran is still Kieran Foran. The only, the only concern I have when you just look at it on paper is the 
Brandon Smith at nine, I feel, is quite a substantial difference. Yeah. Um, and you, then having Harry Grant being able to come on and exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. And whereas like Croker, who has been fantastic this Best year, in the game. he he just doesn't have the same impact as Brendan Smith. But in saying that, Smith has a tendency to get tired, to to cramp up. So you just don't know whether that you know that double edged sword um, it can come back to bite you. I think a benefit that Manly has though is Olakawatu has much more. I think that the Manly's back row has much more ability to create points and score tries and break tackles, um, you know, Olakawatu and Schuster, whereas Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich um, are way more, I guess, steady and sturdy. So it mm. just depends on who rocks up. If if the Manly back row come, up, uh, come out and everything lands for them, it could be like, wow, look at this. But if it doesn't, then you could see the Kafusi and Bromwich squeezing them out of the game. Um, I think Vanukin versus Travojevic is basically like for like. Um, but yeah, oh, fuck it, it. Across the board, it's a pretty, it's pretty even, evenly matched. Yeah, looking at it, you would say the difference between Smith and Croker, the difference between Papinus and Tom Tavoy, but you know what I mean. Like it kind yeah. of evens itself out. Yep. Um, I'm happy to go along with that. It's uh, yeah. I, I think the the real real difference with bench is the Harry Grant factor and the Dylan Walker factor. Dylan Walker has been really good. He has, but he has, but he adds something every time. He Absolutely, comes on. but Grant has but been Grant's. fucking unbelievable when yeah. he's come on. And, so and Nico Hines is Nico. like just a, like an ace in the deck as well. He, he is, but that could also or a joker be a, in the deck. That's what I mean. It could also work against them, right? 100%. Like in terms of their rotation, and in we've just got big, thick motherfuckers. You got, got Taniella Paseka coming on yeah. instead, and Kepi's a big boy. And is that sort of for Manly? And again. Dead shit, don't know what I'm talking about. But, like, when Manly – for Manly to play well, we kind of need our forwards to rip and tear to get Tommy – to allow Tommy to, yeah. f- to to flourish out wide. Like, if we don't dominate in the middle – and maybe this is true for just rugby league in general, but, like, if you're getting – if you're not dominant in the middle, it's hard to get any ascendancy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just – I think this is such a fucking good game, honestly. Um, and it all, it all hinges on – if Manly can win the, it's it's so cliche. It's so fucking yeah. cliche. If Manly can win the forward pack battle, or not even win, just hold them, hold hold the the middle of the field not and get bitched. Um, then Chavoyevic, you know, can shine and do something special. Who but, does Nico go on for? How do you think they'll rotate that? Fuck, I, I, I just maybe Papin using at the back. There no. was some chat during the week of, is it Isaac Lumi Lumi? See, what's interesting with the Lumi Lumi... He being dropped and then Smith going to wing, Hines in the centre. That could, that, could, that could be a possibility. The concern, though, is like centres, like they're very important to have like a big, strong body in the centres when they get hit on the short lines, their contact always... If, they're, if you're a passive defender in the centres, they can just make metres on you all set, you know? And Nico Hines, although a good defender, he's nowhere near the same body as Olam and... Smith, whereas like Brad Parker and Harper, like they are good, strong, physical centers. Um, I guess one one difference as well is I'd say Isaac Lumi Lumi, um, although a good player, has a few errors in him. Whereas mm. Garrick and Saab Saab has a few errors in him, but he's getting better. I, I would say that uh, Manly's wingers are probably better. Concern as well for Storm is Jennings has been out for a while, so we don't know match fitness wise. But it's a a ripper of a match. Holy fuck. Kieran Foran has been improving every single week, like really improving every week. Um, Looks like he's got another prem in him. Could you, could you imagine that if he won? If he wins oh, another prem, it'd be crazy. It would be fucking. It'd be one of the great redemption stories. Ten he, years later, he was done. Yeah, Foran was done three years ago. Yeah, 
And he has battled and battled and battled and come back and played a full year of footy in a powerhouse side. It's, inf- it's incredible. What a journey oh, that would be. Yeah. Like mapping out when he left the peninsula to coming, you know. To coming back. Full circle. circle it'll be, it'd be the longest uh, premiership, like time between premierships for a halves pairing with DCA and Foran if they did it. But like, think three or four years ago, if someone said to you, Foran's going to come home and in his first year, he's going to be back with the boys, DCE, and win a prem. I'd start crying and I'd say, I believe. Um, but yeah, the real... It's poetic. The, I think the ace in the deck for the it's Storm poetic. is Harry Grant. He is a fucking rugby league handful. Big, big, thick boy. Constantly impacting games. This is going to be a ripper. An absolute fucking ripper. I can't help but feel like the ace in the deck is... Tom Trebojevic. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's probably a bit more <laughs> you know of the, what I mean? like, the best player in the world. Like the best player in the world, time. the greatest season of all time, future immortal, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. No, so I'd say that's a bit more of an ace <laughs> rather than, listen, no disrespect to a guy coming off the bench, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Can't even like, make the starting oh, three side. tackles, fucking yeah, yeah. three tries. Wait, we're we going to get you on for 15 minutes 20 tackle breaks. Um, 15 line breaks. What are you know. going? What's the score? Manly 13 plus. Manly 13 plus. We'll... You know what, actually, we'll, we'll record it and then we'll come back next week and we'll see what we got wrong or right. Um, so, score and man of the match. Manly 13 plus, man of the match will be... Maybe give us like a score. A score. Uh, okay, an actual score. Mm. Manly... Manly 24 and the Storm 8. Man of the match? Tommy. I'll go... Uh, 28-12, Manly. Yeah. Man of the match, I'll go Cherry Evans, just to toss it up. Just to toss it up. Um, I'm going to go Melbourne. I'm going to go Melbourne. Fuck you, (laughs) Dennis. Boring. Melbourne, 24. Manly, 18. And I'm going to go man of the match, Jerome Hughes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we'll, next week we'll come back around and yeah. we'll... Um, and I'll be right. And you'll all pat me on the back. <laughs> uh, now, okay, on well to done, mate. the Roosters versus the Titans. Talk about... Did you watch the Titans last week, Jaden Campbell? Yes, yeah. I did. He Cole, he's he's a throbber. Yeah, he's yeah, an absolute yeah. throbber on the rise. An emergent throbber is oh. what we call that. Mate. I'm a big fan. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Big fan. And like just to think that he's a chip off the old block. The, the yeah. old boy was... So good, and he's coming through. He moves like him to a degree. He's, like he's a smaller, nippy guy. You know, there's already people saying, "Oh, he needs to put on size." Yeah. Preston Campbell had to deal with all that shit. Same shit. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Just a random one. Josh Morris, who's playing this week against Campbell, debuted against Preston. He's what? Sorry. Josh Morris debuted against Preston, and he's playing Camp. James no Cole. way! That's, Love that's that. wild. That's, that's wild. Fucking crazy. That is wild. Okay, round uh, Roosters versus Titans, fifth versus eight, five forty in Townsville. Round 14, Roosters defeated Titans 35-34. Wow, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I think, like, Titans might – they they might just have a I'm bit of a fucking hard on. I'm tipping them just because, like, there's usually one upset in yeah. the first round of the finals. Like, I don't know. Like, the Roosters have been so brave and they've still got a fucking – they've still got great players in their team, right? So it's Hargreaves like, and Radley And Radley come back. Yeah. So it's not like – the Roosters are wanting for, for good players. But just in terms of having a bit of a, an interesting... I think they're paying four bucks the Titans. It's like, fuck it, why not? They were looking red hot against the Warriors. They've won nine of their ten games against the Titans. 
Uh, Roosters have managed Sam Walker's load. Have they managed Sam Walker's load well into the finals? And also, only two forwards have scored more tries than 17 in a year. The great Steve Menzies, 95-98, and Frank Burge, 1915-1916-1918. Fafida currently has 17. Wow. There you go. He's that's, actually... He, and he cops... And he still cops... Sh- I mean, tries aren't the only mark yeah. of a good season, but like... That's a record for Titans as well. So it's the most try scored by a Titan in a season. Bullshit, yeah, yeah. really? The last it was 16. It was two outside backs. Fascinating. So I think Frank Burge and Immortal as well. Uh, yeah. Do your own research into that, and Steve Menzies should be. So yeah, you're in and good company. Look, probably will be. You know, highest in the fullest of time. In the fullest of strong forward of all time. I like. Yeah, the Titans have got an upset in them, but they haven't produced enough this season no. for me to comfortably like the pointy end of the season. Big game, you know, like a big game under yeah. the pump. Like I just can't see them fucking delivering when they haven't been able to deliver in like random games. Look at this shit sides. Look at this. They back. lost. They lost fourteen games this season and mm. won ten. Yeah. And they're coming up against a battle-hardened Roosters side who, like, have finals experience, although there's some youth in there. Look Under at Trent Robinson, and they've got, you know, Warrior Hargraves and Victor back. Like, I just can't see them losing this. No way in the world. Look at their back row. Angus Crichton, Satili, and Victor Radley. That's a, that's All like motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Yep. You've got Hargraves just ready to fuck someone. He's still angry from a couple of weeks ago. Fuming. I think they get pumped. You reckon? Yeah. Like they come out and the, the moment gets to them and the Roosters just put that pressure just on? Just pump them. Looking at the side the Roosters have, yep. and I have tipped the Titans, it's hard to agree with myself. <laughs> it's hard to agree with like myself the, when that I see Rooster that Roosters side is still fucking jacked. Dude, oh, Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Kieran has been killing it. Ikevalu can score a try. Drew Hutchison might have been their best player the last few weeks. Lucky Lamb, good. Hargraves, hot. Yeah. On, on paper, they're not even close, like, on paper. No. Still, the Roosters' side, even though they left, like lost half their team, on paper, they're still The Roosters' side is still better. a great first-grade team looking at those people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't I th- look decimated. I think that, at the end of the day, the Titans were lucky to make the eight. Mm. And that's, that's just fucking – that's just facts. They were lucky to make the eight. They've had glimmers here and there, but by and large, they haven't been able to put it together enough. But you just don't know because they also – they last time they played the Roosters, they fucking kicked out to a massive lead. Roosters ran them down, and it was a field Finals goal. Finals games are different. Yeah, oh, no, completely I, different. I understand, but I'm just saying, that, like, they have shown halves of footy they that can do this sort do of thing. One hundred percent. But yeah. this is this is like a situation where it's not Roosters in round fourteen. Yeah. Where go out and have a crack. Mm. This is a finals game, a bit more on the line. Like I know that they, no one's expecting anything of them. I just mm. think that it's a different environment. I think the Chooks should be ready. I, I think that like. There's more of a chance than some people think, but the Roosters could still pump them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they yeah, could yeah, have yeah. this cra- Titans could have yeah. this crazy game where you're going, holy fuck, where'd that come from? They, of course. Well, it's footy. Anything's possible, right? But yeah. I think it's unlikely. Yeah. But between, you know, there are teams that you would... There are definitely teams... Like, the Sharks are probably less likely to have a... Like, to, to shock you in a game like that's, this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even the Knights to a degree. Like, I yeah. think the Titans have shown more evidence that they could shock you. Yeah. Because they've gone against the Rabbitohs, Manly, Roosters in that first 60 minutes, put a bunch of points on them, and then their discipline just fucking falls apart. They've got a shock in them. Um, Big time. So, yeah, fuck. It'd off. be one hell of a shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd, it'd be good for the finals. It'd be good for the local economy down yeah. the Gold Coast, that's for sure. Oh, oh baby. Yeah. Actually, we forgot to fuck. We totally forgot this bit. Well, actually, we'll give our um, we'll give our predictions and then we'll get to the next bit. So, what, what do you what do you got? Uh, 
because I said it at the start, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to say Titans upset what, four bucks. What's the score? Uh, they're going to win 22-16. 22-16, man of the match? Uh, going to be... Jamal. Uh, Tyrone Peachy. Uh, I'm going to say... 36-12 Roosters. Tedesco, man of the match. I am going to go 36-24. Roosters to win. And you said Teddy, man of the match, didn't you? Okay. I'll go um, Radley, man of the match. If you really loved Crichton, you would have gone him. That was a test. You, found. <laughs> You're gonna, you said he got beat. He's going to get beaten. Not him personally. <laughs> um, Just confirming Frank Burge is an immortal. And yeah. in the... Uh, team of the century. You're welcome, punters and dribblers. So we, come here for. just quickly, uh, we wanted to do a segment. Redoing the NRL ladder, we'll just do the top four of the best Mad Monday team. Who do you, Which Mad Monday team do you think is going to really get weird, get crazy and rip and tear during Mad Monday? Because thank God we've gotten through. It seems like there is no drama uh, through Mad Monday. Who so the top four teams to be Mad Monday, like who would who, rip, yeah, who yeah. would rip and tear the most? You think on Mad Monday? Well, the Dragons have already got form. Dragons have got form, but they've lost some rippers and some tearers. So you know, I mean, oh, well, actually, no, you're right. Corey and that are all still no, they're there, still there. So they're still right. part of it. Corny so will come down as well. After Yvonne the season, still though. comes down. Okay, so I think we put the Dragons in. I think the Dogs. I think Dogs number one. Dogs have to be number one. You've the got, Sheriff's there. The Sheriff's still there. Nars and, doesn't and they've mind come, a band. And they've come fresh off a win. Yeah. Exactly, a famous win. Yeah. So they'll They're be fucking be ripping and tearing. And <laughs> also, got some... Barrett almost the same age as all of them. Certainly better looking. So like he might. Even he looks get younger than some of them. Yeah, yeah. He Lewis does. not sacked yet. Technically, he could be in there, bloody you know, pinching people's wallets. Well, he's got a bit of spare cash. Exactly, judo, judo sweeping people. It's the, dogs are in there for sure. Dogs, dragons. I, I think like so. I'm going to go dogs number two, dragons number three. But number one for me because like sometimes the deepest, the weirdest. Mad Mondays can come when you have a lot of issues. And I think the Tigers, because they're so sad that they'll go over the line. Well, they're probably most prone to a scandal, right? Because they get pissed, they get emotional, they probably all start Fight each other, kiss on. each other. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a, a Mad Monday to remember, I mm. think. I it'll be, ma- it'll be manic. Yeah, yeah, it will be. In a good way, though. Also, I'm supportive of a Manic Monday. Yeah. Just to top the season off. So we got Dogs, Dragons, Tigers... Broncos won't be that good. No they offense. won't get loose. They, no. they don't. They've got like I know Turpin loves to rip and tear. Um, there's a few boys in there, but I don't think they're the. Top, they don't seem like a ripping and tear. The only top. reason I'll say the Sharks is because of how fucking heartbroken they'll be after being close to the top eight. And they, Toby Rudolph looks like he Toby loves Rudolph. That hair, he can rip and tear. Well, he said as much. Yeah, he literally did. Yeah. He loves the time. And it was like they were in the finals until the Titans stole it from them. So mm. I think they might have something in them. I can't think of it. And Cronulla too, like they. Well, that's it as well, yeah. right? Cronulla, the, the Raiders boys, like you know. I think Ricky out, might just have crawling like, out from under the, the thumb, or does Ricky just fucking go out the back? I think them. they're fucking tired, Raiders boys. They yeah. look tired. Get me out of here. Just, just want to relax. Probably don't even want to hang out with each other anymore. Anyway. <laughs> like, just give me fucking. Whereas I think like this Cronulla, there's a bit of Cronulla about them. Yeah. So they've already got that natural tendency to fucking get loose. You got Toby Rudolph leading the fucking boys into the yeah. future. So I'm going to go Tigers number one, weird and wacky. Then I'm going to go Bulldogs number two because you've got the Sheriff in town. Yeah. Shit can go fucking, as we know. All bets are off when the Sheriff's in town. Then number three, Dragons. Obviously love a barbecue, sausage barbecue or other kind of barbecues. Um, and Microwave then, dinners. Microwave dinners. <laughs> and then number four, 
Sharks. Sharks. I'm so happy with that. Top four. Is yeah. that our top four? I think that's our top four. Let us know in the comment section your top four Mad Monday teams that would rip and tear the most for Mad Monday. Um, I wish we had got that to the start. Sorry for missing that. No, no, I, I know. Hey don't, hey, don't get defensive, oh. Matty. Hey! Don't get defensive, Whoa. mate. Oh! Work conflict. I was literally, <laughs> I was saying, I, I wish I got like, to stop. Do you guys have an HR? Yeah, do you have an what HR? Do you want us to fucking step in? I don't know. You seem to be upset. You're right, mate. I was saying, I hope, I wish I had it done at the start, mate. Is there anything? Are you yeah. guilty? Is there something that you want to tell me? Oh, fuck, Eddie. What do we do? Yeah. Because <laughs> we... you're acting like a guilty man. Oh, no, I was, I was, head, I was, yeah. I was just don't preparing. Look, don't look. You were just getting defensive? Don't yeah, look. I was just getting defensive. I'm projecting. <laughs> okay. Mum and dad are fighting. Mum and dad are fighting. Um, now, on to Panthers v. the Rabbitohs, 7.50 in Townsville. I actually think that the Panthers are going to go with a big fat boner into this and get a big win. Yeah. I have predicted as much, they, D. Denon. I predict... <laughs> I pr- predict a, a rugby league shellacking. Mm. I just think that the Rabbitohs without Latrell Mitchell are a different side. Well, and I think the Panthers have been flying under the radar in a big fucking way. Yeah. They've timed the fuck out of it this year. They've got rid of their streak. They're just they're cruising in. Although fucking Nathan Cleary's still got one of the great streaks going on. He hasn't lost since the grand final. Yeah. I think in that, all competitions. I think you're right. Like they're kind of like they're not at the same level as they were at the start of the year, but they're, they're pushing to it. Everyone's looking at Melbourne and Manly, really. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay, sweet. We'll just fucking cruise. Because they lost those games during the year, the, the streak chat was over. And Nathan was injured and people were out and coming back at different times. And they didn't. They haven't looked amazing at times. And then the last couple of weeks, they've looked hot as shit. Yeah. So. I, um, I think the Panthers... And I also think they, they're, they're going to want to... It's going to stamp. They want to put a stamp on it in the first game, get through it. Uh, then a week off, and then then a week off. I, yeah, I think the Panthers are in for a big fucking performance. I think that the, the Rabbitohs just Latrell was such an integral part. Like he's such an important part to their attack. He, he even his carries when he gets the ball. Like it's very different when you've got a hundred and ten kilo beast running at you constantly, getting on the front quick play of the ball to a, a smaller guy that struggles to. Even though you know Taffy's been good, but Latrell Mitchell is Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Um, so it's just mate, the different players and he's so integral to their success that yeah. i just you know i can't see it going any other way no so what are we going score prediction wise mate i think that it could be like i think it'll be big oh geez i reckon it could be big big i'm gonna go 30 to 12 to panthers um and i'm gonna go man of the match viliami kick out oh okay I think it'll be in the 30s as well for the Panthers. I'll say 34, just so I'm not using the same number as you. And I think that the the Rabbitohs probably will score about two tries. So I'll say 34-12. And I'll say, and I know that, you know, like it's fucking obvious, but Nathan Cleary will be man of the match. He'll just be a general who steer the side. He might even pick up a couple of tries if you feel like getting on him. Two tries for, uh, for Nathan. I will say... 46-6, Penrith. Whoa. Uh, and because you've already picked Nathan Cleary, Tom, I'll go Isaiah Yo, man of the match. Double wow. connection. And yeah. don't forget, guys, if you're upset that we didn't pick your team, we will come back next week and say we were wrong. I you can say we were right. <laughs> um, uh, now, on to the Eels versus the Knights. I think this is such a good game for the Eels to give them that confidence. I like this is like Sunday Arvo. Yep. It's like a Sunday Arvo game yep. to me. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Classic. 
Classic. Where there's, it's, it's good because it's elimination, which gives you a bit of excitement on a Sunday, Arvo. It's also one that the result, I don't care, but if the Knights won, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, even if the Eels won, if the Knights are win at halftime, just to give it... Give you a you bit know, of bloody like excitement. A bit of, Ray Stone at nine is very interesting. That's re- is, is Lustig injured? That's really, really interesting. Um, but he fucking... Ha- did you see, watch Ray Stone last week? He, he was putting on skits. some hits. Yeah, he was going hard. Um, I think this is such a good setup for um, the Eels to like because they are they are like front runners. Mm. If they get a big win this week, they could turn out next week and do something special out of nowhere because they have beaten the Lussick uh, out with a calf strain. Okay, you that, know that what we missed sense. last week, and I blame myself for this because I pride myself on you know rugby league names as I think we all should as a rugby league show that there were two Hayes's in one side in Hayes Dunster and now the now dropped Hayes Perini or something oh, from, really? uh, from the Warriors that. he was playing fullback oh uh, yeah yep yep he's playing fullback or is he playing I think playing, he's fullback. He playing fullback because he had the Warriors yeah, jersey on yeah. remember and I mean that's got to be the first time that's a rugby league record there's no way there's been two Hayes's in a side ever Mm. Um, well, two Hayes don't e- equal two points, as it were. No, they don't. They don't, Eddie. That's a fantastic. I think point. it's also it's an old rugby league adage. It is. Yeah. Two Hayes don't, don't make, make it th- two points. Two points. I think the fact that Clifford still looks like a dead body does concern me. In this well, moment. I think it's I think it's of tremendous concern for <laughs> the Novacastrians. I yeah. mean, when your six is fucking being rolled out of the morgue, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. Is that is that ideal preparation? He's been pulled out of a river. Hey, I can't see him getting up after being dead. No. You know what I mean? Well, I can't no see him getting up for that. a finals footy yeah. when you die. I mean, you might get up to like, you know, lay in bed for six months, but yeah. to to play first grade footy, finals footy, Sunday afternoon. I could see a, a club game I could see it, but you're not getting up for finals footy after I dying. was Sick as a dog last week, punters, dribblers. Not COVID. Hay fever. Hay fever. No, I was yeah, sick fuck. last week. He got tested, guys. Chill. We're all clear. We're all clear. But <laughs> I was thinking about it last week. And Weak obviously, I'm not... I've got a great immune system. Yeah. No, Weak. it's a fucking phenomenal. Fighting ibises and you're That's why I bounce yeah. back. He gets sick 10 times Why a do you think you I'm you here? Tell me what it is. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what it is then. I'll Weak. tell you what it is. Weak genes. Gets Children at daycare. Have yourself some kids first before Weak you start jeans, judging dads knees. out here. To all the mums and dads, Listen I know the, that you're on my side here. The fucking daycare, which is a Wuhan wet market for kids. And they come home with every fucking wrist. bug. He loves like that. He Nothing wrong with sick. limp wrists, baby. He was sick before he had a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, fuck. They come back with shit all and the time. And his kid gets sick all the time because... Her old man's Tom. Yeah, no, it's true. Incorrect. How dare you? <laughs> you, you, you? How dare you? All I'm saying is, I like, was I never get sick because my old man was reared on tank yeah. water. Tank, I actually grew up with tank water. Literally, no, you too. didn't. Yes, I did. Out in Mudgee in the farm. Listen, listen. <laughs> you are a coastie, and you're reared on salt water, and you're lying to the people. This is why you get so angry because you you're it actually does. trying to cover the softness. Mate, the soft I'm not trying umbrella. to cover anything. I'm fighting birds out here, dude. I'm tough as they get. All I'm saying is, I was, the ring. I was. I was thinking... You literally knocked yourself out fighting a bird. (laughs) (laughs) An ibis of all things. I didn't knock myself out. I've actually probably got a pretty good... Well, it's not a chin, but a skull. I managed to take the the force pretty well and keep marching forward. I was embarrassed. Could I have died from embarrassment? Sure. All I was saying, you fucks, was that as I was laying in my bed near death, fighting off... off Calling hay fever near death is why I didn't cat. have hay fever. That was what we thought it was. And then it turned out to be a vicious, vicious illness. <laughs> Every year it's the same. It's like, it's like, oh, the fucking hay fever's starting early this year. I'm what's like, his Zyrtec? Nah, I've still got hay fever. <laughs> Telfast, what's that? Shout out to Zyrtec, actually, if you want to 
uh, brand ambassador. I'm happy to take calls. All I'm saying is, is that I thought about how hard it would be to play footy when you're sick. And surely at some point professional footballers have to play under the weather. You know what I mean? Do they though? People don't get as sick as much as you think yeah, they do. Yeah, I think you're, you're projecting your own You're making out like people get sick all the time. Shit. Are you telling me, again, you guys don't have kids. In flu season, you're just copping it. They He's get sick all the time. His. He's like, you're not a parent. You don't know nothing about nothing. I'm just saying that's the truth. <laughs> you don't know nothing about nothing. You don't have kids. Well, you don't know anything about having kids. And you don't know anything about Why the Why do you have markets. kids, man? You'll fucking know more about shit. Well, you'll definitely know more about illnesses. How many, how, okay, you played footy though, Dylan. How often do people get sick? Thank you. Very rarely. There you go. So I'm right. I'm not saying it's people don't happening get sick. all how many, the time. How many people would you play with had kids? Um, a lot. There you go. I think that they're just tougher than me and they probably just <laughs> play through the pain. People don't get sick as much as you make out yeah. there. Okay, parents in the comments. I can't remember. Do this. I can't remember the last time I got sick. If you got a kid, I know you usually call out the comments, but if you got a kid and they get you sick all the time, leave it in the comments. If they don't, I'll wear it. Yeah. Look, obviously your kid gets sick, no, but, but do you get, get sick as yeah, well? Yeah, that's what I mean. If Do you get sick of your kid? Do they bring it home from daycare? Do you have the immune system of an infant? <laughs> Does your infant... Maybe you never went to the wet market. <laughs> I didn't, probably didn't spend enough time there. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. <laughs> but <laughs> all I'm saying is we'll find out. The comments... I think I've actually been quite well supported in the comments the last few weeks. Shout out to the Sunshine Coast. Everyone appreciated it. That was a long time ago. Apologies. Yeah. apologies had one for win vi- fucking all year. Apologies for Viliami Kickout. I got those. <laughs> so I think I'm actually the king of the comments and the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> the king of the comments. Uh, so let me know, parents <laughs> of children, do you get sick from them when they come back from daycare? Thank do you, so you much. have the immune system of an infant? Um, <laughs> Bear in mind, he got shingles and has hay 